This episode of Dungeons and Asians is brought to you by Roll20, your virtual tabletop for playing games online. Whether you need character maps, character sheets, video and voice chat, or even dynamic lighting, Roll20 has you covered. Our story is also powered by Quest, an easy-to-learn tabletop RPG full of seamless narrative and dynamic action that helps your gaming group go on thrilling journeys to fantastical worlds. Tell a story you'll never forget with Quest. Head to adventure.game and use code represent at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Again, head to adventure.game and use code represent at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Before we get into Dungeons and Asians, a couple pieces of news. Uh, now that we have Jade, who has returned to us remotely from the UK, uh, this is the perfect time to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, the 2021 annual. Um, this is, I guess I was told that annuals are a, a genre of book that are really big in Europe. Um, and this is the 2021 D&D annual. It is an officially licensed D&D product. And... We and this show, Dungeons and Asians, we have to get new art done now, uh, is now officially in this officially licensed D&D product. Super excited, super proud. You can get this at Amazon.co.uk and I guess some other European sellers of books. Um, or RPG sites. I mean, I'm sure Drive2 RPG is up there too. I'm... I don't actually know. Because um, it's not really it's not really an RPG book. It's more of a, a guide to the world of D and D media. It talks about like critical role and live play, and then podcasts like Dungeons and Asians and Dragon Talk and Acquisitions Incorporated. Um, so I don't know if it's on drive through, mm, okay. but uh, if you live in the UK, it just came out. It's been out for less than a month. You can get it at Amazon.co.uk. It's the 2021 now, annual. 2021, nice. yeah. Um, and I have a copy for you, Jade. Oh, so sick. Um, Thanks, Daniel. I have copies for all of you. Steve already has his. Um, because Steve and I met for like five seconds. <laughs> it was, we, were very, we were very safe about it too with the social distancing. Um, but I was able to get Steve some stuff and I have other stuff for all of you. Uh, that being said, it's, uh, it's time to get into this. So Jade, and there, is, there isn't a right answer. <laughs> have you listened to Dungeons and Asians? <laughs> 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 Fair. I have. And then Steve does the head thing. Steve does the head thing right there. So, okay. So no. Okay. So this is where I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna gush because Jade, I'm so happy that we get to be on this this thing together because first of all, everyone on Asian Represent is my hero, and ever since like tuning in and listen, especially since the masks actual play, I've been mm-hmm. like, I need to meet Jade, and not only do I get to meet you, I get to now play with you, and like my heart is full, and this is like a dream and I don't mean to put pressure on you because obviously we're just gonna like we're just gonna play but I, I just really admire the work that you put into the, the podcast and I'm so uh, I, I feel like really emotionally fulfilled now that I get to be part of it because you know the work that you did the work that Agatha Amar Daniel that you've done has evoked so much in me has sparked such a fire within me that obviously I decided to join and now it's kind of gonna come full circle so I'm just really excited for the future like we can do a lot here and i'm i'm stoked i'm hyped totally totally steve steve (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and see this is this is why i'm happy that we have 
both of you on the show now. Now that we have both of you on the show, we've got this like in- incredible sort of heart. You bring this like heart, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the rest of us overload. We don't got <laughs> the rest of us are heartless. <laughs> gotta make up for this. What are emotions? I'm, I'm basically s- data. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, even data was a bit human later on. <laughs> I've been um, such a fan of you, Steve, and uh, the entire cool. show. Um, and oh, um, and uh, I've I've listened to um, the first four episodes and the last two, so I, I missed a chunk in the middle there. Um, to Daniel's question, um, that's okay. That, again, I said there's, there's no no wrong or right answer here. Just want to know. So you so you've listened to the last two, so you're kind of up to date with you know, what we've done. Very recently. So you know what happened last session. Uh, I'll still do a recap for everyone like we normally do. But before we even get into this, because, again, Steve, super grateful that you you always called me on this when I forgot. We need to talk about our safety tools. So we're playing remotely. It's it's a different dynamic than when we're playing in person. I can't, like, look into Amar's eyes. We can't, like, hold hands or do anything like that. Like, on the overlay, it's, it doesn't even work. Because um, Steve's actually between Amar and I on the overlay. Okay, Steve, so, you hold both you your know. hands your, these ways, and I'll. If you hold both your hands, like, yeah, and then I could, no wait, I could reach like, nope, this. There All we right. go. There. <laughs> Where am I? And then we'd be holding no. hands, and then so it's like Amar, Steve, and I are on the top row, and then we have Agatha and Jade are next to each other, and then we have our um, rotating roll twenty and quest logos as well. Um, I'm trying to be more descriptive, especially when we're doing an audio recording, because I want to. You know, be cognizant of the fact that there are going to be people who are listening to this in an audio format. And I want to make sure that we also don't rely on the fact that we have a video overlay or anything like that. Um, but, Steve, you always uh, reminded me and other members of the group that, you know, it's always good for us to go over our safety tools. And especially now that we've got a new person at our virtual tabletop. Uh, so we are using the X card. Um, you could type in the X into our Zoom chat if you want, or you could just just do this, just do this like that. Cross your arms. Um, cross your arms. Uh, we are also using the O card because, as you heard, as you saw in episode four, um, where things got real steamy, uh, real tense, um, we are uh, using the O card to ensure that we all know that we are okay when we are you know role playing scenes of intense emotion. Uh, Agatha actually suggested that we make heart hands instead of O's. Uh, so we're doing heart hands to signify that we're okay with what's going on, even though it might seem tough. So very important. Uh, we're using those two. We also have our lines and veils. Uh, so right now, our lines are sexual assault and sexual coercion, violence against children, slavery, and racism. So those are things that we can have in our game, but not in great detail. Our veils are intense gore, sex, and dental damage. Uh, is there anything that you would like to add? And you don't have to actually say it in audio format. If you want, you can always type it to me in the Zoom chat as well. Hmm. Um, I think that covers it for me. Okay. So our lines and veils are not changing, but I'm still so I, glad I, that we've gone I'm, over them. Oh, I'm going to add a veil just, yeah, just recently it. based on some things that have happened in my experience and dreams and things like that. I'd like to yep. remove finger and fingernail damage. You'd like to remove or add? Uh, remove. Uh, sorry. Uh, add, add as a veil. Add as a veil. Yeah. Finger 
and fingernail damage. Also, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm trying not to have. I'm trying not to get any keyboard sounds in the recording, <laughs> so I'm doing it on my phone. I'm not calling anybody out specifically. Yeah. Well, you oh, do my that, I <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So I finger talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> no finger, finger, and fingernail damage now is a veil, and we won't do that. That's actually, a, you know what? That's actually a really common veil that I have that I didn't include in this. Um, but that that's one of mine that's really common in all of the games I play. I, I was watching uh, I was watching a TV show like a movie or something like that and it yeah. happened on screen. I wasn't prepared for it and I was like, "Wow, this really like affected me." So now that we're talking about safety tools, uh, now is a great time to bring it up where I'm like it just turns out I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and again, these safety tools are flexible. If we want to remove one next session, we can. If we want to add one like we just did, totally there. One thing I also want to go over are our wishes. We always forget to do this. Actually, can I add um, a veil? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, what do you want to add? Body shaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank do you, you want that as a veil or as a or line? A, or a line. Uh, yeah, well, I guess a line would make more sense. Um, oh, no, they both make sense. Uh, having body shaming as a veil... Sorry, having body shaming as a veil would mean it would be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just... I think it would have the not same be there impact. in great detail. Mm-hmm. There, a line, sorry, and I got this mixed up earlier when I, now that I think of this. A line would be like there would be no body shaming at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, either either work. It's just whatever you'd like. Uh, let's make it a line. Okay. Thank you. Um, so that means that there is no body shaming at all in our game. Uh, perfect. So I've added that as a new line. So the things that cannot be in this game are sexual assault and sexual coercion, violence against children, slavery, racism, and body shaming. Things that can be in the game but don't need to go into great detail are gore, intense gore, uh, sex, dental damage, and finger and fingernail damage. Um, Perfect. I also want to go over our wishes. Like I said, we haven't gone over these, and I think going over our wishes from the last session is a really good idea uh, to kind of... Uh, lean into you know, more of what we wanted because this is our story. This isn't my story. This is our collective story. And now, Jade, you're a part of the story. Um, we will figure out a way to add your character after. So, wishes from last session. Steve wanted to hug friends and be with friends. Um, you wanted to... Uh, oh, wait, wait. Sorry, that was that is the wrong... Wish, well, although mean, that is still a good say, wish. I, think, I believe. I believe it. That sounds like it's right. valid. Oh yeah, that is. That is. No, no, that is. This is the right one, Steve. <laughs> you wanted. Um, <laughs> that is valid. Um, you wanted to hug friends and be with friends. You wanted to learn more about the body of the noble that was founded the Shadow Marquis in the Shadewood in Episode Eight. Um, so you wanted to learn more about how that ended up mm. happening. Uh, Amar wanted to learn more about the Four Nobles. Uh, Agatha wants Amar and Steve to get powers uh, <laughs> because Dongfang got powers. And well, then Daniel. Daniel right? I mean, I would like to get powers yeah. too. But our characters yeah. is <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then oh, I no, wanted. Sorry. Is this an update that I should have told everyone that I got powers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Agatha has powers. Yeah. Masks became real. This yeah. is real, real life masks. But let's move on. <laughs> Um, Agatha and I are working on something related to masks. 
very slowly. We're gonna we gotta do that thing. Ooh, yes. exciting! Um, I'm still very very slowly. Foreshadowing. Very slow, but I think I think it's a great idea. I'll send you notes. That yeah, yeah. it's a it's a new series that we're gonna be doing that Agatha will lead in the future, 2021. <gasps> um, I think it's I think it's a game changer. Um, anyways, uh, and then for me, I wanted uh, small talk with NPCs. Um, but I actually want to change my wish to, I want action. Oh, All right. I want action. Because I feel like we haven't done a lot of combat, and I know that's something Steve wanted too. Um, so, and that was a wish of yours in a in a previous episode. So I would like combat. Um, so those are all the things that we've wished for. It's time to get into what happened previously on Dungeons and De Asians. Um, in episode nine of Dungeons and De Asians, uh, our heroes La Ning, Walid, and Dong Feng uh, traveled to the town of Le Yue on their way to the Shimmering Badlands on their quest for the next noble flower, the Oasis Bamboo. If you remember, our quest right now is all about destroying this large shard of jade that fell from the heavens and is slowly turning the southern floodplain, the geographic region that our game is currently taking place in, into stone. Uh, it is in Leiwe that you met a young man, a brash young man named Han, who had taken it upon himself to protect the town from a gang of bandits who had been operating unchecked within the region. And despite the beautiful hot springs and the tasty food of this town, Leiwe has been a town without hope and its people harbor a deep resentment towards the empire. Wo Sun, the, the town elder and Han's grandfather, uh, informed the players that the first empress, Shunxia, used their magical powers to aid them in committing an act of environmental terrorism against uh, a group of people, a culture that the people in Xia call the people of bronze. Uh, at the same time, Walid himself seemed to have a strange relationship with the townsfolk who seemed to think that they had met him before. Mm -hmm. In fact, our last episode was called, Is That You, Walid? Um, we ended the last episode with Walid you know, kind of chilling in a hot spring and then experiencing a hallucination of a red mist that engulfed the entire village. And, that, and that's where we left off. Um, so I think it, do we want Jade to introduce her character now or do we want the character introduction later? I, I'll, I mean, I'll let y'all decide in Jade. What do you think? I'm open. I'm, I'm cool to get a description when sort of our characters meet, uh, her character. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That wor works, works for me. Narr um, narratively. I want that too, but Steve wants to know about it now. <laughs> now. <laughs> Hold your brain, Steve. <laughs> Hold your brain. <laughs> you know what I realized? That the Steve holding the brain is like that Jackie Chan meme when you go like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that it one? is. That, that's, that's Steve. Oh, we get the, We get art of Steve going... Yo, if any of you also hold your brain when you get stressed out or you feel emotion, hit me up because apparently I'm being shamed for this. Aww. You're not being shamed yeah, for it. Shamed. No, I'm not being shamed for it. I'm not. You're being shamed celebrate. for it. We're celebrating you. <laughs> We're and laughing with we're, you. You're right. You're, you're not we're laughing, celebrating. We're laughing. He wasn't laughing. <laughs> oh no. We we are celebrating the unique the unique features that we all bring to the table. And Steve, you you happen to hold your brain when when 
when you're excited. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> so we are going to uh, Steve. Your hair game is also on point. Just mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, sorry. It looks so good. Sorry. Anyway. No, it's okay. I mean, Agatha, you mentioned that Steve Steve uh, passively hair shamed you into brushing your hair. Every single time I'm on, on the same screen as Steve, I get shamed into brushing my hair, <laughs> which it's I never bring, do normally. It's, <laughs> it's going to bring me so much joy when I cut it all off and donate it because mm-hmm. someone's going to be so happy with it because I am doing everything I can to like take care of it because it's going it's to someone else. How long Aww. have you been growing your hair? I know we're going off topic, but how, but how long have you been growing your hair? Tell us your hair journey. But fun fun hair story. So Steve's hair story is uh, when I suffered a really bad sports injury and I uh, couldn't walk mm-hmm. for many, many months. Uh, my hair growth was actually a sign of my depression. Uh, I had a, a very intense situational depression and I was it was very hard for me to function day to day. Um but once I was able to get through my rehab, which was very difficult for me and included a lot of backward steps, uh, I realized I, like I, my, my long hair, I have very healthy, good hair. Um, a lot of people started complimenting me on it. So I decided to take this sign of depression and just really take care of it and really like brush it and do research and do all these things with the end goal being I'm going to donate it because I'm going to cut away this signifier and it's going to go and do something really, really positive. And to this day, it makes me feel really, really happy to look at my hair and, and take care of it because I know there's something else to happen. Oh, that's such a sweet story. Oh my story. God, Steve, that's so sweet. <laughs> I don't think I've ever shared that story uh, with anyone outside of like me and my partner. Oh, so. thank you. God, Steve's the best. Yeah. Steve's the best. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But I also really appreciate just, the like, yeah. redemption of the or reclamation of the hair is from being yeah, a symbol taking of ownership and, of, of yeah. why it happened. Yeah, I like beautiful. that. Um, wow, Steve. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That that's yeah. uh, that's a tough thing to share. Thank you for the space. Oh, we're just. It just represent always ends up being just all of us complimenting <laughs> each other. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, there's so much to compliment. Can't help it. Yeah, y'all amazing. Y'all, y'all are great. And Amar, I'm, I'm excited for this new hat thing. Yeah, you're just gonna have a new hat every single time. That's my solution to the hair thing. Is I don't. That's I your can't end. do anything with my hair. I'm just gonna. I need to cut mine, but the background <laughs> for me is dark. But you can't see that my hair is all like floofy. You look like Jimmy Neutron. Like you have the potential <laughs> oh, to become yeah. Jimmy Neutron. Mm, yeah, I know. If, sure. if I think if I like shower and then curl my hair, it'll look like the ice cream swirl Jimmy Neutron hair. Yeah, I believe in uh, you. Awesome. So that's like saying I should keep it then. I should keep it. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll see. But anyways, uh, I would like to pick up right where we left off. Spotlight is on you, Walid. Mm-hmm. Basking in that hot spring. I don't know if you're basking at this point because right now you're hallucinating. Everything around you is red. Um, it, it feels as though a fog has just set in on the village. Mm-hmm. And this red mist crimson mist has rolled in and has completely surrounded you mm-hmm. um what are you doing i i'm frozen in and in, in, in terror and in something of a flashback this is just yeah just completely frozen and like all, very tense it's a hot hot spring and you should be relaxed but he's just he's like trapped and being in a well frozen uh very tense flashback situation so almost like uh, is Walid making any sound or anything like this, or just like 
like freezing up like that? He's freezing up. There's sort of short, quick breaths um, when sort of taking a breath becomes like absolutely necessary. So it, it, he's he's distressed. Oh. So you, so all of you hear this like, Walid, 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 are you okay, Walid? And Dongfang and Ning, you hear this. And this is, is Shuang. Like, this is Shuang. And she's like, Walid, Walid, are you okay? And you turn and Walid look. Like, sorry, go ahead. And you turn and you see Walid is like sinking into the hot spring pool that he was sitting in. His 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 food, his dandan mian, his, his noodles have fallen into the hot spring and there's like food everywhere. And Walid is slowly sinking and Shuang is desperately trying to pull Walid out of the water. But Walid is like, you know, muscular and very heavy, and Shuang cannot pull Walid out. And it's as if Walid is almost trying to, like, is, is inadvertently sinking and drowning in the water. Yeah. He's starting uh, to Walid, imagine that the water as, has become red, too. It's not good. Yeah. It's not and good. as you're kind of going down under the water, Walid, you feel as though these strong hands are pulling you under the water. Oh, no. Uh, the water around you looks like blood. The air all around you is, is misty with blood. And... I don't think you can even hear Shuang at this point. Uh, the hands that are trying to pull you out of the water feel like they're pulling you down into the water. Yeah. So Ning, Dongfang, you hear this, and you see Shuang try to pull Walid out of the water as Walid is sinking into this like, like this hot spring pool. What do you do? Do you think Dongfang's closer, or do you think Ning is closer? Because I, th- I feel like Ning you was, and I both... Ning was, like, sitting at the edge of, like, the tree line being alone because Ning was coming to grasp with the fact that the Empire might not be good. Yeah, and I think I went to have a drink with you. Yeah, and, and Dongfeng was with you, with so you're right. at the, you're the same place. We're basically at the same place. So I'm imagining that we would both immediately yeah. dash towards Walid. Yeah, there's like that microsecond of making eye contact and just immediately knowing that this is an urgent situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, we both spring to action. I think Ning is looking to, despite the fact that Walid is much, much bigger than Ning, I think Ning's going to try to put her arms underneath his armpits and try to like pull him up like that. I don't know if that's going to succeed or not, though. Can you give it Dung- a roll? Oh, okay. So we yeah. are, oh, Dongfeng, what is Dongfeng going to do? Uh, Dongfang was going to jump into the water and then help from the water. Oh. <sighs> um, so, for those of you who are watching, um, I mean, you might have noticed that our overlay looks a little bit different. We figured out how to do this 3D dice roller over our, our video. If you're listening on audio, don't worry about it. Agatha just rolled. Or was that? That was, nah. it was, uh, that was Steve. Uh, Steve just rolled a 17. Now, uh, Jade in Quest... I sent you actually. I actually sent you a copy of the book. But in Quest, you don't roll with any dice bonuses. You just roll the die, and you see what happens. Right. Um, it's just a d20 flat damage die, or how this game works. And an eleven to, se- to eleven to nineteen is a success. So, Steve, you go and you try to pull Walid out of the water, and you assist Shuang. At the same time, Dongfeng, you dive into the water. You can breathe underwater because you are a shrimp. And you begin pushing Walid. And Walid feels heavier. Dongfeng, you, yeah. you actually stand taller than Walid. And Walid just feels heavy. And as you pull Walid out of the water, Walid feels as though he was made of iron. 
And I think in this moment, because Walid has some really interesting uh, martial artist abilities in... Uh, yeah, so this is kind of what I was leaning on. Walid has some really interesting martial artist abilities uh, for his character. And Walid, you actually uh, seem to have strengthened your body, um, sort of like unconsciously strengthened your body because you feel like something horrible has happened to you and you've concentrated all of your chi to you know the your skin. And you have basically rooted yourself in place trying to prevent people from moving you. But unfortunately, this is causing you to sink in the water. And with great, great strength, um, Ning, Dongfang, and Shuang manage to pull Walid out of the water. As you pull Walid out of the water, you notice that the water itself, and Dongfang, you notice this too, it's no longer hot. The water is cold. As you pull Walid out of the water, as you pull Walid out of the water and drop him down at the edge of the pool, the water once again begins kind of like heating up again all around you. Um, yeah, Walid, the, you. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, sort of, with the, the the temperature change and changing the scenery or whatever, Walid kind of starts to come to a little bit. Still, still pretty out of it. Sort of, you know, you, you you kind of like maybe move a hand in front of his eyes and and sort of doesn't really have anything. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really track the hand much, but sort of at least blinks a few times. Yeah, and Walid, you slowly begin to come to as you hear Shuang's voice saying, "Walid, Walid, Walid, wake up!" And you're you kind of snap back. Yep, and you see Ning. Shuang and Dongfang standing over you. Walid looks. You're soaking wet, covered in food, and you feel cold. Yeah. Um, uh, Walid sort of like he's he's kind of on the ground, and so he grabs a bit a fistful of dirt with his hands a little bit, kind of grounding himself a bit. Looks from sort of each person to the each person to each person, and then tries to make a facsimile of his roguish, a traditional roguish like prankster smile, but it, mm-hmm. it. It isn't like he's not smiling with his eyes and it just kind of looks like a weird parody of it rather than a genuine, you know, like full hearted, like spirit of life that he would generally show when he smiled that way. So he's he's a little he's a little uh, rattled. rattled. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little rattled. And um, Han comes in and says, I heard a commotion. What happened? And they, they see you will lead with everyone else, like kind of lying there. You're cold and you're chilled. And Han says comes up and he kind of touches you like just like on 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 your upper arm and you feel like chill to the touch Ooh, yeah okay and he kind of looks he says we 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 need we need we need fire we 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 need we need help uh pema pema and just starts calling out for for pema um and this is the perfect time to introduce our new character pema sweet um so I emerge. I'm Pema. <laughs> um, shall I go through, introduce a little bit of um, her backstory? Okay, cool. Yeah, if you if you want to, you could read through the whole like quest intro if you'd like. Cool. Um, or you could pick whatever you'd like from there, or just say what you wanna say. Whatever you want. I can do want. that. Let's flex some quests. Um, Adventure game. Use code represent for ten percent off your order. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So um, my name is Pema, she, her. Uh, I'm 28 years old and I stand 5'3 tall. I'm the party's fangxi. 
When people see me, they first notice my um, sun-speckled complexion and calm disposition. I wear hair ornaments and jewelry of natural stone, clay, and silver, lightly embroidered, simple, layered robes. And you can see on some of the layers, um, um, light embroideries of flowers and fruits. Um, and I move with a reliable pace. Um, I'm from Leyue. Leyue? Yep. Uh, Leyue, where my people are known for our unwilling participation in the genocide of the people of bronze uh, generations ago. And my family are haunted by this legacy. I believe in justice, but my, um, I wrote vain so I can get in the way. I kind of mean prideful. Yeah, cool. Um, and I dream of my beliefs and traditions being valued and accepted. Awesome. Oh. And so for some context, yeah, Jay, that's great. Yeah, there's a lot there. The people of Lewe are hesitant to really use their magical powers because they felt like they were used mm. before. And I, th I, was, I was thinking that um, I might be one of the few... Um, uh, Feng Shui um, in the younger generation because the numbers have dwindled down since mm -hmm. the tearing of the earth, uh, which is, I guess is the event where that happened. Yeah. Uh, so so you, you have a, um, you're one of a very rare few who are actually practicing. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you that the Wosun, the elder of the town, forbids you from using more powerful abilities. Mm. Um, so... Mm. And I think Han has. Yeah, go for it. No, I was just going to say, I think I, uh, I definitely carry that responsibility with me, but um, not in a heavy way, in a, a pragmatic way. Like, I, um, uh, the rectification of that sin is kind of like uh, my duty. Yeah. I like it. And so Han asks, Pema, Pema, is there anything that you could do to, to help Walid? What's happened? I. 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 I, I Ning, Ning, Dongfang, what, what happened? Well, Willie's just so cold. He's, he, he's ice cold. I don't, I don't know what's happening. But wait, wait, who, who is this person? Are they your apothecary? Your, your medicine person? Uh, Pema's our feng. She, she's, uh, she, she helps us with, 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 okay, well, don't tell Wosan, but she helps us with, with some magical things. Um, Pema can create fire and things like that. Um, as you're saying this, I go over to Walid, um, and I, uh, are you lying down on the ground? I think I'm like half point? sitting up, I think. Kind of half, yeah. Okay. I cradle you as best I can. I guess you're quite heavy, so I just like put my arms around you. Um, and, uh, um, I, so, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, so with Quest, Jade, mm -hmm. since you haven't played it before, mm -hmm. these abilities are, can be changed, especially with the Fang Shi. This is, uh. What is the equivalent to like a Chinese occultist or an exorcist or um, <laughs> doing the eyebrow thing again? Um, it's the it's almost like the generic magic user before the Taoist sort of wizard character kind of appears. Um, the Han Dynasty in China was kind of this time when perceptions of uh, occultism and the esoteric were changing because of religious changes in China. Uh, so you would be practicing an older tradition that might clash with newer beliefs. Uh, would that be called like sort of the folk magical traditions? Uh, yeah, it's like the folk magic. Okay. Mm. How, how how would how would Ning's family feel about this kind of folk magic? I don't considering know. she comes from a big city. Um, well, you don't. You probably have never seen whatever Pema is about to do. Oh, because I don't think you've you've. 
Ning has studied in the arts of spycraft and assassination, but never in the magical arts. I I think I think I think Ning will like reach out to like grab Jade your character's like wrist maybe. I don't know if I can actually grab it, but like this this seems like really dangerous and Walid's like in a lot of trouble here. So I think it's a it's a reaction of like don't don't do what you're gonna do. I don't trust you. I wanna save your friend. I plead. And I, I and I wait like, for your approval, I think. Wow. Okay, so I think I think with that moment, that moment of like silence, that's enough to, to know that your your heart is honest here and I think Ning maybe like backs off a little bit, but clearly is like staring daggers here. Like a cat like readiness in case something happens. Mm. Cool, yeah. I so I um I um move back a bit and I um hold my hand out like this and I blow a gust of wind um that um t- shall I list you my uh, uh, it does, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. you could, so which spell are you using? Burn, which is, yeah, burn. It's yeah. blowing hot air. So you're going to use burn. You're not, are you going to spend an adventure point to overcharge it, or are you just going to use burn? Um, uh, to overcharge? Oh, I see, I see. Um, yeah. No, I'm so you're not burn. doing damage. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so nope. you, you blow warm air um, all over Walid, and as you blow... The air around you actually ignites in these soft flames that wrap themselves around you and Walid. Um, Ning, Dongfang, and Shuang, all, you can all feel the heat from it, but it doesn't feel like the kind of heat that can harm somebody. Rather, the, the kind of heat you feel is if you were sitting around a, a warm hearth, the heat that radiates from a campfire, the kind of heat that keeps you alive. And... Uh, it does. You notice that it doesn't burn any of Pema's beautiful clothing or ornaments, and Walid, you begin to feel incredibly warm, and then the red mist all around you kind of begins to be dissipated mm-hmm. by these flames. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, uh, Walid uh, shivers, which seems a bit odd, uh, but he shivers for a second, but then you can visibly see him relax, like his entire tense body is starting to relax. I hold your face to to feel whether or not it's still cold. I assume it's, it's warm. Not. Okay, it yeah. feels warm, and it's then back. the flames kind of dissipate, um, and they kind of leave Walid's beard with like this like glow for a second, <laughs> like little uh, firefly, like just yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Exactly. Um, and Han kind of looks as Pema. Thank you, pa- thank you so much. Um, I just. I, I just I saw this commotion and I mean you kind of you've been helping me solve problems here Pema you and Han have been the only ones who have been kind of holding these bandits back from you know bothering the, the people of Leyue uh, a local gang now this is information that the party kind of only got half of in the last session uh, a local gang called the Dragon Valley Gang of Bandits are being led by two people, Flying Swallow and Lee the Mountain. Two bandits who have been, you know, operating unchecked here. There is no military presence. The Emerald Standard are not here. There are no sovereign banner until at least La Ning came through. There is no authority on the fringes of the Xia Empire. And so they've been kind of operating in this area. Han has been killing them as he sees them. 
But how have you been dealing with the Dragon Valley gang? Um, I think... Uh, what, what do we know of them? Like, uh, so you know that they have two leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, like they had Flying Swallow and Lee the Mountain. And they are literally made of criminals, uh, military deserters, and people who are just looking for authority. Mm. And they're just like shanking people. They're, they're murdering around. people. Mm. They're stealing from, from villages. Um, and they're, yeah, that's, that's primarily what they're doing. Mm, yeah. Um, all, the, all, the, all the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, mainly, I think I've been um, um, uh, watching guard. And I don't think that I'd be um, uh, necessarily interacting um, in combat directly, because I think more so I'd want to dissuade them. I'd be wanting to dissuade them. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'd be casting spells to spook them. Um, oh, cool. And uh, so it like warn them away from the village uh, to a certain um, success. Nice. So like uh, maybe when they're, you could, when you know that they're approaching from the forest, you kind of set things ablaze with magical fire to scare them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Awesome. So yeah, um, that's Pema. Pema and Han have this uh, working relationship. Uh, Pema is a lot older than Han. Han is like in his like late teens. Uh, he's just a like brash young man, kind of like Luffy at the beginning of One Piece. <laughs> Steve, did the eye, did the eye roll again? Snort eye roll. Yeah, <laughs> I love Luffy. <laughs> I do too. Um, so. Well, what's happening now? Well, lead. What are you doing? Um, um, I was I was just thinking um, that maybe while sort of the camera is on the two of them explaining what's been going on with this dragon gang, when the camera cuts back, Walid is wearing full armor, has his sword out, and says, "We must clearly take them out." <laughs> so it's like bandits. I heard there are bandits, and you you put on your your armor that doesn't quite match your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little remarkable how quick the change has been. Uh, but he's like, yeah, let's go fight some people. And Schwag says, Walid, I don't think you're fit to fight. What just happened to you? I'm fine. The water was a little too hot. I get a little sunstroke. I'm fine. Walid, you, you don't have to lie to us. Who's lying? All right, let's go. And he starts to walk away from his problem. Well, he just starts walking. I, I look to, to Ning um, just to see how she's responding to uh, Waleed's... Yeah. I, I think as, as Waleed walks away, there were, there's a moment last episode where I think Ning put a hand on Waleed's shoulder and there was a moment of uh, calm a little bit within kind of the turmoil, the emotional turmoil. And I think Ning places a hand on Waleed's shoulder and maybe it's reminiscent mm-hmm. of that same moment they had earlier that day. Yeah, I Waleed's and. Stops. Like, as Waleed's and, walking away, you kind of reach out and grab Waleed's shoulder. And I think Ning says, I understand. We'll take care of this. As long as you're okay with it. Uh, Waleed turns back, and Ning is the only one who's close enough to see, sort of, his eyes have started to water. Actually, he's starting to tear up. That might have been one of the reasons he was trying to walk away. He says, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it together. With sort of false bravado. Oh, poor Waleed. <laughs> oh, poor Waleed. I, I think Ning sends him away. 
And we'll, and Ning says, "Will he go prepare? We'll call you when we're all ready, uh, and and inform you of the plans." Sounds good. Catch up with you soon. I'll meet you at the pub. Yeah, yeah, we'll meet there. There's a there's a there's a little stand where you can go to get uh, drink and food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get like peanuts and like a strong. Uh, like sorghum liquor. Oh, you mean a sorghum liquor called Baiju? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Nothing. It's too much. Wait. Did you, so I just I just turned away. Do you have a bottle with you? What? Yeah. You're my hero. I love that. I don't know if uh, hero is the word. I, would I don't know if I hear masochist. <laughs> I know what I said. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Lita, as you, you sit down to... I also have this. Um, oh, my oh, God. Oh, what? A, a bottle just has three X's on it? You, you're a class um, act. Yeah. So the story behind that... I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. This is totally relevant. <laughs> um, a, a, an alchemist friend of mine uh, was trying to make... Uh, early on in the pandemic, you couldn't get hand sanitizer. So he was like, "I'm gonna make my own hand sanitizer. I'm gonna make my own hand sanitizer." Anyway, that's 75% moonshine made in a bathtub still. So, <laughs> how much of that have you consumed? Um, oh. it's hand sanitizer, Daniel. You don't consume it. Uh, it's just but it's alcohol. labeled like moonshine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm asking for context. Uh, no, he was yep. trying to make hand sanitizer. He wanted to make alcohol that was like strong enough to be hand sanitizer. Um, I have had a quarter of a shot. And it goes right to your head. It's seventy-five percent. It is, it is vile. It's cleaning fluid, basically. basically yeah. yeah, but oh, Baiju is not much, but not much better. No, it's be not. Baiju is terrible. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no there. There is no hero in this story. No. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in awe. I have to unpack where that's coming from. Yeah, this is had this year. It's like, it's like, and I'll say this, I didn't tell Amar that there would be any, like, Bijou in, in this, in this scene, in this episode. Like, we never talked about this. Amar just, you just had it. Wait, so, is, is it the same thing? Because I always thought of sorghum liquor as Gaoliangju. Like, literally, the Gaoliang. And, I don't that's know what the... That's a thing that people always gift each other in Taiwan. Um, because, in... In Jinmen, which is like one of yeah. the places, it, it's very famous for making them. A- anyway, my only experience with sorghum liquor—I don't actually know the actual the word for it—because my only experience on. with it was this is sorghum liquor, and it came in a clay jug that was put on the table, and yikes. we drank it, and it sucked. Um, it was yikes. the worst. That very well might be baiju, actually. Which is to say, my understanding is uh, baiju just means like white liquor or clear liquor. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's traditionally I guess in different places. To, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I just. It's. It's that shit's terrible. Um, but regardless, you you sit down at this <laughs> small stand that's r- run by this old lady, and she comes and she like lifts up this massive jug with two fingers, plops it down in front of you, puts out a little clay cup, a small clay bowl full of like salted roasted peanuts. Nice. And she tells you she's just like for your problems, and she could tell something's going on with you. Aw, <laughs> uh, this is the old line about how all bartenders are therapists. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, 
kind of handshaking, um, Waleed reaches into the bowl of the peanuts and sort of manages to grab one, brings it to his mouth, um, and basically at the last second just kind of ends up um, licking the salt a little bit and then just dropping it. Like he can't bring himself to even eat it. Um, like right. one peanut. Oh, he's in a place, man. Uh, and and he sort of tries to bore himself a little shot. Again, hands shaking, but he kind of does that. and Spills it all over. Yeah, yeah, but he sort of ha- has a has a little bit of it. Um, yeah, and uh, back, at, back at the hot, yeah, <laughs> pun not attended. And back at the hot, back at the hot springs, uh, Han kind of turns this. Pema, th- thank you, thank you so much for for helping. I, I know, I know you're busy. Oh, you know it's not a problem at all. Um, but let me know if anything else happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the I, who knows when drag the, the Dragon Valley gang is going to be here next. We. I think it's been only a couple days since we last encountered them. I mean, only one of them met my blade, so who knows? I, I thought they'd be scared off by now. Yeah, me too. But I mean, may, maybe next time they come, we'll we'll have Ning here. And Ning, you're 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 a soldier. You're you're from the capital. You could just you could just you could tell them not to, right? They'll listen to you. And I think at that moment in time, Ning puts a hand on. Han's shoulder, not the same way that she had done for Waleed, mm-hmm. but it just kind of pushes him to the side and speaks to to Pima. Uh, is it Pima? Pima. 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 Okay, I get that. I get that. Um, how, how do you Latinize that? Ning e a y m e i or something. Pima. P a y m u h. U h. Okay. Is how you would say it, I guess. Yeah. How do you spell it though? P e m a. Okay. Um, so I think I think Ning is looking at uh, Pema, and Pema's a little bit shorter than Ning, which Ning's not used to, because uh, <laughs> Ning has a solid two inches um, here. But but Ning says, "You have done us a favor, and we'll see it repaid in kind. These bandits or whatnot, we'll take care of them. You needn't worry any more about them. It is handled." Amazing, thank you. Um, I, reach, I I reach out my hand. Do we handshake here? Is that a <laughs> you can you can handshake standard, here? Standard greeting. Or, um, or like I'm not in, going in to. Lo- I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you can do one of those. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I'm gonna um, um, bow slightly, and I'm gonna say, um, uh, "Pema." Yes, yes. Uh, Commander Ning, Commander Ning of the Law Family. So formal. We'll we'll, we'll see it done. Any information that you have on these bandits uh, will be much appreciated. But otherwise, we have the numbers, we have the force. Um, we can see them wiped out completely. Th- Think nothing of it. Thank you so much. Uh, I, yeah, that would be super helpful. Um, and is your friend okay? You seemed a little shaken. You, you really care about this, don't you? I just, I've never what? seen anything like that happen before. Why do you care so much? I'm just, I'm curious. Um, I thought all of you hated us. And I'm like, you? <laughs> um, um, maybe not registering. Uh, like, I'm assuming you're not in your um, 
Yeah, because remember you changed out of your your uniforms last episode. Yeah, yeah. Ah. But uh, there was a big old show where Ning was exposed as a commander incognito. Mm. Yep. And you just introduced yourself as Commander Ning of the Law Family. Yeah, yes, true. (laughs) Um, I say... And in that moment, you hear like a gong, gong. The town bells are going off. Pema, you know this to be the sound of danger. Oh, okay. Um... Uh, the bandits are here, I say. Um, and uh, I... could be the bandits. It could be. It could be anything. It could even be like a bear coming through the area, okay. or wolves, right. or anything like that. But right. the bells are going. The bell is going off, and people begin closing their doors. Mm, okay, I say danger, <laughs> uh, and I um, instinctively uh, reach my hand out and um, just put it on um, uh, Ning's arm uh, because she's in front of me. Um, and I start heading towards the the edges, uh, the edges. Of yeah, the you can always go to the entrance to the town. There's a big arch that kind of um, serves as the main gateway into Leyue. Cool. They start heading in that direction. Ex- excuse me. Where do you think you're going? There's the bells. The bells are ringing. Uh, there's danger. There's danger to the town. Yes, yes, of course. Seek shelter. My men and I, we can handle this. Uh... I, I can come. I can come too. I've been um, I've been taking care of this village for the for a long time now. You see, you see Han kind of running past you. He says, "Pema, we have to go." And, like, and he just kind of takes off. I leave. Uh, I think I left at some point during this co- negotiation. So everybody just leaves <laughs> Ning, and Ning is just standing there. Well, I was going to actually go to where Walid is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So at yeah. Uh, at that stand. I think they had some seeds or something there where um, as soon as the bell started going off, Willie's hand shoots to his uh, Dao um, yeah. and uh, asks the, the friendly bartender, what's that? Uh, and I assume they tell me that it's the bell to mean danger. He says, it's the bell. It rings when there's danger. It's just <laughs> Han and all of his friends ring it whenever there's a bandit nearby. Could be wolves. Who, who knows? What do they gather? Um, and basically is on his way out uh, catching the response. So Han and his friends just like to go to the gates. Yeah, so Waleed will head I'm, towards the I'm going to pop by and like clap Waleed on the back and then ask the lady for a shot of of the... the <laughs> Let's go! Well, the, 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 you, you see there's actually a, a little glass there and the, 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 the jug is there. You could just take a shot right now if you wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Swig. Take, yeah. take the swig sideways. I, sure. <laughs> or you just poured it. It. I. Th- does it do anything to Dongfang's body when you consume alcohol? Like, does it change your color temporarily? Do you get shrimp Asian flush? <gasps> I didn't even think about that. That's not even what I was trying to suggest. But maybe. Do you? I mean, I'm normally purple, so maybe yeah. I do. I turn a little more violet. Well, you know, like mantis shrimps have those like brilliant colors. Maybe when you drink it, as it goes goes down your throat, you can see the color change go through your body. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Down it. Um, as you head to the, the what, what is Ning doing? Everybody's just kind of left you. Everyone has just kind of left, which is ridiculous. And I think, I think Ning kind of <laughs> fruitlessly yells after Pema and says, "If you interfere with operational, have you arrested?" Knowing full well that's completely hollow threat. That means absolutely. I'll have you arrested here. as everybody's running away. Yeah, and 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 Ning looks to her commanders, the ones that have kind of lagged behind, and just kind of goes, 
well, what are you waiting for? Suit up. Uh, <laughs> they're, and, all, they're, all, they're all still sitting in the bubbling hot springs. Yeah. And I, th- I think Ning, you know, goes um, to where they're, they're uh, to her belongings, suits up, and probably will arrive late to uh, the, the inn, the, the drinking hole here. Yeah, as you, as, you, as you arrive at the gate, which is where everyone is gathering, uh, Walid and Dong Fong and Pema and uh, you, you three arrive as Han is standing there, facing off against a man. There's just one person standing at the gate. Han has seemed to be flanked by a whole bunch of teenagers. They all have, like, staves. Some of them have, like, cleavers. They don't have real weapons, but they seem to be Han's buddies who have taken it upon themselves to protect this village. Um, Wosun, the elder, is kind of standing there from the entrance to his house, kind of just watching over everything, as if he was going to... He's not going to do anything. Um, As... Walid and Dong Fong arrives. The the person who is standing there kind of looks and says, Ah, well, it looks like you've brought friends, Han and Pema. Referring to the two outsiders. How do you how do you react to that, Walid or Dong Fong? I let Walid talk because uh, Walid likes to talk. And I'm just like, I'll just like do a little like elbow like yeah you got this right <laughs> to Lalit's elbow and then are they I don't sober know, actually <laughs> sorry are they sober like is there one I shot does, does them in or well, yeah what does Lalit well, had two sh- two shots right before right. this so I'm just wondering if Don so is sober I, I'm pretty sure okay. that right. Don Fong is sober I'm pretty sure it might not even have too much of an effect on Don Fong other than the visual change oh, okay. <laughs> which was just cool as hell in my head <laughs> So, yeah, so, so, but Dong Fong ha- is, is going to keep, is actually going to try to like g- climb up to the gate somehow to like look around to see like, like what's even, what's going on around here. So like, why there, is it there isn't guy? really, uh, remember, this is like a town. They don't have fortifications. The gate is really just an archway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll climb the archway. It's fine. So, oh. you're going to just start climbing the archway? Yeah, I was like, and don't the- mind me. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just I'm just a climbing shrimp. Instead of a passing shrimp, just, I'm just a climbing shrimp. Yeah. Um, kind of looks and says, the the person he he's got like a very thin build, a, a thin mustache. He wears like a piecemeal armor. And Ning, as you arrive with your soldiers who are still wet, they're soaking in their in their gear. Um, you see, this person seems to be wearing gear very similar similar to the Emerald Standard, except it, it looks to be made like piecemeal armor. Uh, damaged pieces kind of put together. It says, I am Poison you of the Dragon Valley Gang. Uh, Walid boldly struts in between the like the line of Han and everybody else and yeah. then this one guy and like just kind of struts through, turns back and says, the what gang? The Dragon Valley Gang. Oh, okay. The notorious Dragon Valley Gang. This is our town. A Dagon Alley Gang? Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Dragon Valley Gang. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, them. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> My boss. My bosses. They want your sword, Han. Now, Han has that special sword that looks like it's like almost transparent, made of crystals. Um, Poison Yu says, My bosses, Flying Swallow, 
lead the mountain. They want your sword. You've killed many of our comrades. We demand payment. Han kind of looks and turns and sees you, Ning. I'm not giving you this sword. And Ning says to him, shut up. To, to Han? Then, to Han. Han's taken aback. Uh, and steps forward. And maybe maybe just a, a step or two, a couple strides behind will lead. Says, you have one and only one chance to walk away from this. Otherwise, you leave us no choice. We'll cut you down where you stand. I'll cut you down where you stand. No, boss. We gotta find out where the rest of them are. As Doug Fungus kind of like yeah, holding on to the collar. Um, kind of looks at you and poison you, walks right up to you very confidently, says like face to face with you and says, who do you think you are? I'm poison you, Dragon Valley gang. We run this region. And I think and it Bob? pokes you right, right in the chest, like jabs you in the chest, pulls out, looks to be like a thin knife soaked in like this like green fluid. Mm-hmm. You cut me down? One small wound from my knife, and you'll be in another world. And Ning, without drawing her twin swords, kind of is taken aback by that shove on the shoulder. Yeah. I'd like to use my death hand ability. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so Ning, Ning is, is trained as one of the Shadow Sisters here. So... Uh, versed in kind of quiet assassinations uh, for various purposes. Uh, and you and I talked about this, how mm-hmm. I want my death hand to look. And I know it's a single slug, but whenever I... You mentioned the Shadow Sisters, and I really want the death hand to actually be a manifestation that is... It manifests as the shadows themselves. Do you think the shadows will like... Well, oh, I hit my baby Yoda. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, um, I'm so I think, sorry. How big is that thing? Um, is that, is oh, that full that's, size? That's my... Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's my, it's my yeah. My partner got it for me for my birthday. That's Aww. so sweet. Aww. That's that's a good old alpha predator there. Yeah, that that is an the alpha predator. Um, yeah. No spoilers here. Um, so <laughs> r- remember, we we changed it from Shadow Sisters to just the Shadow, the Shadow. Yeah, yes. So I think Ning's Death Hand. Um, it takes many forms, but you can always see the the action through her shadow. So maybe with uh, the moon here, what you might see is Ning's shadow pull a sword and just strike. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, uh, this person's shadow might react to it, but it would then manifest as this person's actual body here. Yeah. So what happens is uh, as you get you get jelly, who do you think you are? And they jab you right in the shoulder. You, You step back. You don't even touch your your swords. You don't draw them like you said. Um, but remember, our, our game yesterday kind of ended as the day was on, is winding down. So the sun is kind of setting and the trees all around are casting these shadows. And Dongfog from your, your perch. I don't know if you're like, I, don't, I feel like, is Dongfog just like hanging from two arms? Or is Dongfong like holding on to one of the posts? Yeah, I'm, I'm wrapped around one of the posts. And because yeah. I'm very tall, and I imagine this gate is not very tall, it... it it just looks very strange. Just this giant shrimp, like, 
hanging out on this post for fun question mark <laughs> yeah but, I, but like if there's a zoom a zoom up to my face i'm like oh man as soon as uh poison you is like <laughs> i my blade i'm like oh, my blade <laughs> no and I, and I don't even like turn back to look because i'm still trying to inch up this post but I'm yeah like, oh, bae. while waleed oh, you you've had something that you've had quite a bit to drink do, do you think this is taking a big effect on waleed is waleed a big drinker can waleed uh, hold his hold his drink. I mean, he's a bandit, so that seems sort of on brand uh, to, to okay. sort of enjoy drinks. Um, at the same time, I don't think he had very much to drink at all, actually. But he, you, 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 so whoever uh, you, the I guess the camera or the audience would notice uh, that he stopped shaking, um, and it seems like being in the thick of a battle is more fortifying than food or booze uh, in yeah. this particular mm. situation. And. Pema, you noticed this too, and Walid. Uh, so the reason why I was asking to see if Walid um, is is focused, and you, so you just said Walid is super focused. Yeah. Um, Pema, you noticed that the shadows all like um, Ning's shadow has vanished. Okay. Yeah. And Ning is just kind of standing there while everybody is casting long shadows all over the 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 dirt ground. Ning's has disappeared, and you notice that. Um, where poison used shadow is cast, you see a, sh- a second shadow appear next to it, almost like slides in like a snake. The shadow draws two blades and <sighs> decapitates poison used shadow. As he jabs you, it says, "Who do you think you are?" He stops, and there's like this black line. A ring appears all around Poison's neck. And his skin, his complexion turns pale, and he falls over dead. Whoa. Oh, wait, so does his head fall off? Yeah, so he falls over dead, and as he falls over dead, his head kind of goes and rolls to the side. And it like it like rolls away, and then the eyes meet the camera, like the dead eyes yeah, meet the camera. It's like super close up. <laughs> but the so cut happy. is so, the cut I'm is so, so clean, and then and the blood gets everywhere. Well, uh, Han kind of looks as what, what? What was that? Everybody, all of all of Han's like f- buddies are just like, what, what was that? Uh, well, Pema, I don't know if you're taken aback by this. I I, I definitely am, and I think I. <laughs> <laughs> wow, want to see what happens. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. Uh, I think uh, Walid sort of turns back to, to Han and Pema and says, do you know where they're, the bosses of the Dagon Belly Gang are? Dagon Belly Gang. Do you, I don't uh, know. Han kind of turns his... Yeah, there's there's an, a, an abandoned temple not too far from here. They've, they've kind of made that their hideout. And... Steve, remember you've spent three adventure points to use Death Hand. It's already it's already recorded. Dope. I got you. Dope. Um, Death Hand is super cool because it it hits for a six HP, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're if you're like used to D and D. But six damage in quest is a lot of damage, um, and it will instantly kill any non boss character. Yeah, like my character um, is ten HP, so that would like more than half take take me down. It's quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Now, um, I love that you made it a shadow also, Steve. Now, 
Hans, it's the, yeah, they're in a local temple. I mean, with with your with your power, Commander, we we could go. We could take them all out. And as as a Han is speaking that, um, Ning holds up a finger and just points it without looking at him because he was supposed to shut up. And <laughs> and Ning looks out to the darkness around her, the 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 night here, and she says out it's in a very dark now. loud commanding voice but without yelling at the top of her lungs and she says for all of you who followed this person know that we are going to come for you and we will destroy your hideout and anyone who stands within it however should you drop your weapons and come forward we will arrest you and spare your lives hmm and they uh they kind of um kind of did you hear no response and I don't think you were expecting a response or anything like that um, but <laughs> you hear this voice kind of come and says I wish you hadn't done that it's, it's Woe Sun he watched the entire time mm-hmm. hmm. they'll come for us It is, is Wosan here with us now? Because I know Wosan was, was like... He wasn't, he's not like in the same like areas. He's been watching from his house. Uh, remember, his house is the biggest house in the entire town. And you see him walking up to you. And he, he's seen the entire thing. And he says... The Dragon Valley gang will be expecting Poison you to return. And now that he's dead, they'll come for the town. We have, in the past, we've never had soldiers like yours. And he points to all of your soaking wet soldiers like yours here to protect us. We haven't had the violence of the Empress's hand here to protect us. Your travelers, we know that you're leaving soon. They, they, they will come and they will burn our town down. I've already promised to take care of the bandits. This is my word, and I will see it through. So although they might expect Poison you to come back, they'll not know what hit them tonight. Can I just say, I love that this became a Western. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. did, yeah. I love it. I've been watching Westerns lately. Uh, like I, I recently watched um, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Uh, which is a South Korean uh, Western heavily inspired by The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, which I also rewatched, uh, and also been watching like Akira Kurosawa's Jedageki. I'm sure I'm butchering that, like period pieces that were like Westerns, like, you know, Yojimbo and Seven Samurai and stuff. So this is, I am here for this. He says, well, if... Are you going to go to, are you going to go to their hideout or are you going to let them come here? We have the advantage of first strike. They don't know about us unless any of them had scouts that saw us come in. But in either case, they'll never expect a full-on assault, I don't think. Especially if, and she kind of looks to her wet soldiers, if there's a distraction. I see. Well, let's see what you capital folks are made out of. Let me take you there. Let me take you to their hideout. 
Han says, I'll go too. Pema, can I, can I help? Um, I look, I look to the, um, the... To, to, to you, they're, they're just a bunch of boys. Okay, yeah, They're they're children. Um, I, uh, refrain from, um, scruffing his hair. Uh, but I'm like, (laughs) but I feel that way. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, um, we'll need you here. We'll need you here at the village, so. Um. Oh. Okay. Um. Okay, we'll we'll protect the town. We'll yeah. we'll put up we'll put up barricades. Um, all right, all right, boys, let's let's go do this. And then they all run off, and they kind of run off in various directions. And then it doesn't even look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> um, up until this point, Han has been taking out bandages based on sheer talent. Um, there is no training here, nothing like that. And so they all kind of go off to go inform everybody to you know board up their windows and stuff like that. Um, if the bandits do attack Leyue. The the people here will not be able to defend themselves. Uh, so, as you know, as night comes, because this this happened in the early evening, as night comes, uh, are you going to go directly to their headquarters at at the temple, at the abandoned temple? Do you have anybody to to leave at the village? Um. Uh, that that would be to to Ning. Mm. I don't see why that'd be necessary. If our operation is a success, your village is safe. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just don't know who might be out there still, who might be not at the base. And I just want to, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't left the village in a long time. And Ning resists the urge to roll her eyes and looks to Dongfang and Walid, um, especially to Walid, and says... What do you think? Do would they send someone on a a wild mission to to take out the townsfolk while we're busy? Uh, Walid says with sort of great bravado, "We could just leave most of the soldiers here. I mean, the four of us are just going to be enough to take care of two people and some bandits. That'll be fine." Given what you've just seen, yeah, I don't like Walid. I don't think you've ever seen Ning do something like that before. Yeah, oh yeah. Walid was very surprised by this too. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hey listen, they're pretty helpless. We're, we're pretty helpless over here. And I, you've seen, you, you saw that guy. Um, it would just, it would make me feel a lot better if um, you could spare some folk here. So be it. I want the distraction. I want the officers and troops to to run up the obvious side while we infiltrate the back, but if you are that worried, and that will prevent you from being whole in this operation, so be it. Literally, I think it would take, like, one soldier. Uh, I think it would just <laughs> comfort the people of the village, to be honest, but, uh, yeah, that would mean a lot. Thank you. Of course. And I think Ning has a very specific soldier in mind, uh, an officer, maybe a lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, because you mentioned that some of the officers here actually love not just the food, but like everything around the food, the people here, mm-hmm. the environment, their their overall nature, their, their culture. This is like a vacation for them too. Yeah. And I think that really resonated with maybe one or two officers here. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for Ning to maybe put a plan in motion and we'll grab someone who feels very resonant to this village and actually ask them to stay and not take part in this operation. Sure. Two, two of your officers, um, Huang and Wu, 
are both uh, are both the prime candidates for this. So I guess you put them to work. Huang and Wu actually go out and they start collecting all of the teens and all of the young adults here. And you're like, okay, you got to stop what you're doing. And they start giving them proper instruction on what to do to defend the village. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly what I wanted. Barricade montage. So such a Western. Barricade montage. <laughs> such a Western. Yeah. We got a Mulan uh, oh, training sequence. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, sorry, I got. It's a, it's a big liberty. It's a big liberty. Yeah. No, no, the good, the good, the good Thank one, you. the animated one. Thank you. I thought you were, you were, you were trying to get me started you, on Mulan. You can all, you can almost always assume I'm not talking about 2020 Mulan. Bless. Thank you. There was a 2020 um, Mulan. Yeah. See, it, it exactly. never happened. It never happened. Exactly. Um, it's like there was never a Terminator God, Three. So weird. No, it was just it was Terminator One, Terminator Two, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and that's it. Yeah. Those are actually Or you could just say there's just T2. That's all I need. Yeah, really, I'm kind of there. <laughs> um, so they go to work in protecting the village. Wo Sun kind of looks and says, if this doesn't work, we're doomed. And it just, Ning shrugs. <laughs> like, Ning shrugs. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um... How are the town folks reacting? Which is to say, can Walid go from stall to stall getting free food? Uh, I think you can. Ning definitely cannot. Fair enough. Yeah, I think Walid is going to like talk up uh, his prowess in battle and about how these bandits don't know nothing yet. Um, and he's basically just going to be like, I can get used to the hero business. People just give you free food and booze. All of the older people are like, oh, yes, yes, you, you, have to, you have to fight bandits on a full stomach. And they just start giving you food. <laughs> Um, you get all these snacks for the road. You're not even going that far. Um, and you get tons of food. And yeah, well, well, you actually come back with like a, an armful of like just food, <laughs> like, like preserved foods and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so I pass it um, out to the soldiers too, to sort of win some favor there to make friends. Well, they go, Oh, we'll lead. <laughs> and one of them even says, maybe you should be our commander. Yeah, like he specifically gave it to the <laughs> sort of front line privates. <laughs> the, the, the same, the same, the same soldiers that you've been kind of hanging out with this whole time. Like uh, when you hung out with them after you came out of the shade wood, um, and they kind of look at this. Okay, so we'll lead. What's the plan? Uh, Ning, <laughs> what's the plan? So I think as Willie looks to Ning, Ning has Dongfang, uh, Pema, uh, and they're drawing in the dirt. Yeah. They're basically planning things out. They're already doing it. Willie's just behind here. Um, so I think Ning is actually working Pema and, and trying to figure out where the temple is in relation to the town and also where the roads lead and other forests and obstructions here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's an uh, abandoned temple that once uh, served the the town of Leyue. People used to go to this temple to... Um, to honor the gods and their ancestors. Um, but for some reason, and this reason is unknown to Pema, the, the temple just was left and abandoned. Uh, it's now in an overgrown part of the forest. Um, maybe a 45-minute march from here. Um, the townspeople don't tend to go near there. Uh, but many kind of talk about how uh, their ancestors still have um, there are still relics that dedicated that are dedicated to their ancestors there. I share this with uh, Ning and uh, Dongfeng. 
So how long have these bandits been in the temple for? Uh, They've been in the... Um, Are you asking... Are you asking... Are you asking me as the GM or the townspeople? I guess I would be asking the townspeople. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They talk about how uh, Flying Swallow and Lee the Mountain both served in the military. Uh, They both served in uh, the emerald standard so yeah, they weren't right. sovereign banner but they used to be in the military which is why they have like piecemeal armor from soldiers they might have killed on the roads and ambush and even their own careers uh, the dragon valley gang further reinforces the fact that the the empire doesn't do any good for the people right but so my question is how long have they been around they've been area? doing this for about a year at least right. harassing this town for about a year. Who knows how long the, the gang itself has been operating and if they've done this to, to other fringe towns. Amazing. This is Seven Samurai. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to ask a lot of <laughs> questions that are more like, so so what is, how do they usually attack? Like, what are their Yeah, numbers? what they usually do is um, the Dragon Valley gang, they... Um, strike at any time of day so they they don't just come at night sometimes they attack in broad daylight once there was even a murder where they killed someone in the hot springs and the hot springs were unusable for a long time because they ran red with blood right um and what you learn okay sorry go ahead oh no um uh their general tactics are they tend to ride through town on horses um they'll throw torches they'll kidnap people uh, and sometimes they'll just come in and start smashing things. Uh, you hear tales about Lee the Mountain and how she stands taller than you, Dongfang. Um, a formidable ex-soldier. And Flying Swallow and how he moves with the grace of a small bird, but attacks with the ferocity of a golden eagle. Uh, and what is, like, is there an approximate on their numbers? Uh, some of the townspeople, you know, they, they get, I mean, if you talk to, like, the the local defenders, the local militia that are led by Han, they'll say hundreds. And they'll say that they've slain, each of them have slain a dozen of them. Uh, but the elders will say that, you know, this is, this is a gang of maybe 40, 40 people. <laughs> So, so boss, I think the best way to go about it is if they don't mind that we burn their temple, like these people, we should, we should try rooting them out, all of them, right? Unless you wanted the soldiers to do it, but I was thinking we could set fire. I feel they're going to be afraid at this point. I... I'm banking on the fact that someone saw me kill Poison Yu. Um, so they're going to be afraid. They're going to be acting on instinct here. I do think we have an opportunity to, to completely destroy the structure, rooting them all out. But I want to play into their fear. We have numbers. We have the armor, the weapons. I think we take a section of the soldiers, have them march, make noise, have them come up the obvious path. And we send a very small team. Dong Fong will lead. Pema, I suppose. And we try to find a section, a weakness. Something they're not looking at. 
And if we can cut off the head of the snake, I think we can end this. Uh, good question. Um, uh, Steve, I, I'm not sure what the limits of uh, Ning's powers for uh, appearing like other people are. Uh, I was wondering if maybe you could come in as Poison You, and that would freak them out <laughs> if they thought that he was dead. It it has to be a, a like a, a persona. Oh, okay, it's your own persona. So, um, it's like a it's like an alternate identity. So not like a magical disguise necessarily. Yeah, it's not like you shapeshift. It's your your personality changes so much to the point where you appear to be somebody different. Ooh. Uh, psychologically, I guess, to somebody else. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna send uh, a small uh, attachment detachment to actually. Uh, see, um, engage with them in like a frontal assault and you folks are going to try to find a way around to take out the leadership that's the plan yeah okay and you're going to I... strike at night sorry I was just going to ask oh, am I yeah. familiar with the um, the temple or is it just like completely um... I don't think you've ever been okay yeah yeah I don't think you've ever been uh, you know where it is um, but I don't think you've ever been okay is Han coming um, with us too, by the way? No, Han, Han was... Uh, Pema told Han to stay at the village. Okay. Yeah. Um, Han is... Uh, Pema knows the true extent to Han's prowess, and it's it's not... Han is... Cute. Uh, it's cute. It's, it's cute. Um, Han, Han is like one of those characters in, the, in, a, in like a story who just has a fancy sword. Yeah. And has, has been lucky up until this point. Nice. It also kind of reminds me of like the first couple of episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, where they've got you know the little uh, town that that Ang goes to when he's discovered, and you know they've just got kids left because all the adults have gone off to war. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, Sokka is Avatar. the oldest. Oh, it's so good. Um, Sokka has you know like a proper club thingy, and he's the one mm-hmm. who's trying to create fortifications and train everybody. And I kind of think of Han as a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Think of Han like Sokka. That's actually a really good comparison. Never even thought about that. That that's perfect comparison. Kind of goofy. Tries his best. Means well. Totally. Occasionally gets so, a good hit. A couple of good hits in. Yeah, exactly. He when 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 he's needed. When the story needs him to to succeed. A lot of you are playing games while staying socially distant and looking for the best way to do it. Whether you need maps, character sheets, video and voice chat, or even dynamic lighting, Roll20 has you covered. With Roll20, you can build games with all different types of features. Whether you're playing Fiasco and need to keep track of your cards, a dungeon crawler like D&D with lighting effects, or, or if you want to create quick rolls for all of your character's spells, Roll20 takes care of all of that for you. Join over 5 million players and see for yourself at Roll20.net. It's free to set up an account, build a game, and play. So why not try it out? Now, back to Dungeons and Agents. So, uh, Steve, uh, Ning, we are uh, approaching under the cover of darkness. That is correct. Okay. So, Pema, you are able to lead your small strike team to the temple. Uh, you could hear the loud marching of the Emerald Standard approach from the main road. The five of you, um, maybe Dongfang might have a little bit of difficulty because Dongfang, you're very large. Um, weave your way through the dense forest um, that leads into the temple's ground. Now, in the temple grounds, uh, there are a couple of ways to enter. The, um, 
the soldiers will be approaching from the west. Now, from the west, the uh, the soldiers will be attacking from the front gate. Now, this temple is a, a, a little strange when you come to actually see it. When you approach the temple grounds, you see a couple of buildings. You see one that kind of looks as though they are housing everybody. You see another that is definitely a place where they used to store temple documents, sacred scrolls, statues, and things like that. And the other you see a, in the darkness, a very scary looking building. The abandoned temple that the Dragon Valley gang are working out of appears to be a massive jagged series of stones that are emerging out of the ground. And it looks as though this rock formation has been hollowed out. And at quick glance, it actually looks as though these jagged pieces of stone that, you know, like tower over the rest of the buildings look like flower petals. Can I get all of you to please roll your d20s just to see how we're doing stealth-wise? Who do you want to roll first? Whoever wants to roll first. I'll go first. Pema is, is cut. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going. Oh. <laughs> Ho! <gasps> oh. There's no point. Um, and my favorite part about this is that in the uh, in the overlay, <laughs> in the overlay, this landed directly on Amar's <laughs> camera. <laughs> the one is just going to sit there. Oh. Um, can I get the rest of you to roll as well? Uh, I get the roll of 15. It kind of went off camera. Steve got a four. Ooh, okay. Uh, Pema. Mm-hmm. A five. Oh, oh no. Nice. It's a very large one. Um, it's because I have It's because I have dark vision. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, it's because you have dark vision because you're a shrimp. <laughs> for, those listening, I, I, uh, for, for those listening, I rolled a one. Just, that yeah, was, oh, yeah, I that's that why. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I said every other one, but yeah, Amar rolled a one. So... Ones are bad. I mean, we already know that <laughs> in any other game. But in, in Quest, one is a catastrophe. All of you failed except for Dongfang. Great. Well, um, uh, they can see something like they can see in the dark, right? Was there something like yeah, that? Yeah, so Dongfang, you were able to actually sneak into the temple compound. This temple compound, like I said, consists of uh, a building that they've constructed to sleep in. The original, um, uh, you could say, residence of the monks and priests who actually lived in this temple. This is where they stored all of their uh, sacred scrolls, their texts. And then there is the temple structure itself. And this, this building kind of looks like a, like a lily almost. It's really strange looking. Now, Dogfong, as you kind of make your way into the temple complex... You find yourself standing in the middle of a garden that they have planted for themselves. And as a bandit emerges from their... uh, Bandits begin to emerge from their residence, hearing the stomping of all the soldiers who who are approaching from the west. You folks are approaching from the north. Dogfong, what do you do? You are going to successfully hide. Will you pretend to be like a scarecrow? What are you going to do? I will lay down in the garden 
And so, use the, the flowers as cover. So you lay down in the garden, and there are, like, gourds. There are, like, eggplants here. There are, like, all sorts of... This is an edible garden. You lay down amongst them. And your purple color actually blends it in the darkness with the eggplants as well. Yes. That is now, what I am. Now, we're going to go to Walid and... How would Walid have been approaching? You're going to fail, and it's going to be a severe setback for the group. But what's going to happen? Um, I think Walid will try to climb the wall on the north side. Um, but, like, the armor and his weapons and stuff are just clanking all over the place when he jumps down from the top. Uh, yeah. And just, like, he just kind of makes it a, a rattling noise. So there was actually, since, since this temple complex is very old... There was actually a worn hole in one of the walls that Dongfeng was able to make their way through. Uh, this hole in the wall is actually made by the roots of a tree as they kind of bore their way through the walls. Waleed didn't see this because Waleed can't see in the dark. And as Waleed, Ning, and Pema are climbing over this wall, Waleed, as you jump down, the straps on your armor and your back catch. Oh, no. On a hanging branch. And you, as you jump oh. down, you find yourself now hanging from a tree by your armor. <laughs> Perfect. And as you're hanging by the tree by your armor, you look down and you see there is a bandit who seems to be taking a piss by this tree. <laughs> as you fall, the collar of your suit of armor kind of catches your neck and goes, yeah. make a loud, audible gasp. And this soldier kind of looks up at you you make eye contact with him. <laughs> he makes eye contact with you, and you are both in a very vulnerable position. <laughs> uh, yeah. Truly catastrophic. Well, Truly catastrophic. Gonna... <laughs> and he kind of, like, slowly does his pants up, turns, and he sees Pema and Ning both climbing over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Willie, yeah. like, smiles and, and, like, kind of waves at him. <laughs> Hey, Waleed, you're decked out in armor, so is Ning, and Pema, you don't really have any war gear on, so you Mm-mm. just look like a normal person. You've got some fancy jewelry, though, like you said. And he kind of just yells, Imperials! And bells go off. You hear noises. At the same time, the soldiers have not caught up yet. The soldiers are near the entrance, but and people just turn. Torches are lit. He draws his sword. At least four other bandits appear, all wielding crossbows. I think I've never experienced anything like this before. Like, so uh, directly um, aggressive. They turn, and they are going to make four attacks. Two on Walid, one on Ning, and one on Pema. Now, there is no initiative in quest. So, Agatha, if you want to do something, you are still hidden. They actually are like, they run past you, and you are right behind them. Now, uh, is there anything that you'd like to do, Agatha? Uh, is any, wait, so is any of them uh, Lee the Mountain or the, the Swallow no. guy? They, these are just your standard bandits. Uh, can I? Sorry. Can I jump in or? Uh, so the, the yeah. so the only yeah so there are, our severe setback has been that they have now been alerted to your presence and you are about to face four attacks between the three of you. 
So um, I, I don't know if I can jump in here because, uh, I mean, yeah, you said there's no initiative, which is to say I would like to activate, and you can let me know if I can or can't, but I would like to provoke them, but I would also like to activate my iron skin. So the provoke makes them attack me, uh, like oh, all of them okay. attack me. So you're going to take all four of those attacks. Yeah, but also hoping that my... Um, my if I spend three action points with iron skin, I ready my body against the next blow and ignore all damage. I guess that won't be for the next four blows, right? It'd Not really for the next four blows. Okay, so it'll be one. Maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> Do you want hanging from a tree? <laughs> Come get me as you just hang from this tree as a giant target. Um, and you know, maybe on maybe even this tree has other other hanging dummies with crossbow bolts stuck in them that they've been used for target practice? <laughs> well, I, okay, in that case, can I just do an intercept and uh, somebody was about to attack Pema, right? Yes. Uh, somebody, uh, they, there's going to be one attack on Pema, one on Ning, and then two on you. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I will... T- <laughs> hey, now, yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend, uh, if that's okay, if I can jump in here. So I am going to turn on uh, Iron Skin. Uh, I'm going to turn it on for... Um, I'm going to spend w- one AP and just yep. do you render your body resistant to non-magical damage, which can negate up to three points of damage. So hopefully these people will roll low and I can shrug off at least a couple of the blows. So two hits. So a standard hit from a conventional weapon does two damage. Damn. So you're facing four damage and you'll negate three of that. Which is not bad, but I still yeah. want to try to run an intercept and get just the attack that was going to go against, go on Pema because I don't know the extent of uh, her powers, so I or, just think she's a civilian. Um, I yeah, think what, what yeah, what Dongfeng will do is is like uh, and like <laughs> stand up. You just up. rise out of the garden. <laughs> yeah, uh, and use my Guandao and attack the closest one. Sweet. So let's let Dongfeng go first, okay. uh, since Dongfeng was able to successfully sneak. Dongfeng, you'll get an attack, so you're going to roll your d20. Um, again, no bonuses, but your Guandao will do two damage. Oh, damn. So that's a success. 19. So, Dongfeng, you stand up with your Guandao, and you chop one of the bandits down with your Guandao. And he crumples to the ground as this massive bladed polearm slices through his shoulder, kind of cutting him open. He falls to the ground, and his crossbow... Uh, which would have targeted Ning, f- f- clicks and fires off into the sky. Um, the other ones are going to attack uh, Pema. Now, Walid, you're still going to do your. Uh, you're going to use um, your iron skin. Your iron skin, and you're going to use uh, intercept. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, unless I can jump in with Yop, <laughs> which is once per scene. You, you could do. Yeah, you could. You could try to scare them. Yeah, I think that actually might be most. That might be the most. Uh, what do you call it? Appropriate here because if I if I uh, screw it up and roll poorly, this will be very entertaining. Um, yeah. So so you could even use the fact that Dongfeng has cut one of them down, and you could try to scare the the remaining one. So there's there's four guys left. Remember, there were four crossbow bandits right. and one who had just taken a piss. Now there are four left. Okay, sweet. Um, so there are four left. Um, so I think uh, what. He's uh, what uh, um, Walid is going to do is he's going to make a show of bravado to frighten nearby creatures. Uh, any common folk nearby will seek shelter, run away, or attempt to appear non-threatening, and uh, the effects apply to minions in some fashion. So I will attempt to uh, scare them by saying, 
We've got you surrounded. I'm still hanging by like a. <laughs> We've like got a you branch. surrounded, and you're hanging. Okay. <laughs> uh, throw down your weapons, and nobody will be hurt. Okay, so. give it a give it a roll. So let's uh, let's start with that. <laughs> nobody will be hurt, but one person is literally bleeding out right now. So. <laughs> nobody will be hurt. So you got a seven. So on a six to ten, one minion flees the scene unless their boss is present. Is there a boss? So present? you kind of say, "We've got you surrounded," and one of the uh, the 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 person who had um, who you literally caught with his pants down kind of goes, "Oh no!" And he kind of turns in the opposite <laughs> direction. As he runs in the opposite direction, the Emerald Standard assault the the Bandit Temple compound and begin engaging with some of the bandits at the entrance of the temple. He turns and he literally sees them. And he's like, "They do have us surrounded." Oh, the, the other crossbow <laughs> the other crossbow bandits kind of turn and they see this like you just you look silly you're hanging from a tree and you're like we have you surrounded maybe you're waving your dow yeah um and they just, they just raise their crossbows and go click and they shoot at you oh no um but you have your your iron um you have your iron skin on yeah so, so you're going to reduce three game. damage you're so the maximum amount of damage you're going to take is going to be six uh, but you'll take three instead. So here's the first attack. Uh, I roll a d20 just like you. Uh, 13 is a hit. I'll roll again. A 19 is Whoa. also a hit. Oh. And a 19 is also oh. a hit. Jeez. <laughs> so, nice. Walid, as you kind of say, we have you surrounded. One of them runs, terrified. He genuinely believes that you have them surrounded. Seeing Ning, Pema on the wall, you hanging from the tree, and Dongfeng cutting one down from, from the vegetable garden. The three of them kind of go, well, I guess we'll take care of this guy. And they click, three crossbow bolts, strike you right in the chest, knocking you off the tree. The tree branch snaps from the force that you've just been hit with, Oof. and you fall face first into the ground. Luckily, you have your iron skin on, and you've only taken three damage out of your 10 health. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just going to like continue lying down and basically pretend like they got me, at least they for go, the huh. moment. And they begin loading their crossbows. Um, they, uh, in this commotion, Dongfeng, Ning, and Pema have an opportunity to do something. Because they shoot you, and they kind of turn, and one of them kind of looks up at you, Dongfeng, and in the, with the moonlight, and I don't think they've ever seen a, like a seven-foot-tall shrimp before, you look super sinister. <laughs> And they begin the shadows to believe. cast on me. The shadows <laughs> cast on you. And I think they now begin to genu- genuinely believe that they are surrounded. What do the rest of you do? I think... I think Ning, kind of at the top here, is kind of like surveying kind of the situation here. And I think there's an opportunity. So I think Ning's going to jump down from the wall and kind of like take the impact to just kind of roll into yeah. it. And then kind of Naruto style will draw out Josha's edge, yeah. but not actually have them activate just yet. And I'd like to use my Yosha uh, ability mm-hmm. here, which is to draw my signature weapon. Sick. And I want like these water blades to like just come out kind of in the moonlight and whatnot. And there's been like maybe some rumors or something that there is this one commander. This is this Imperial soldier mm-hmm. who has this blessed weapon uh, that, you know, is is impossibly sharp. Yeah. 
and Ning's gonna use that and just kind of rush into the fray, wielding these things of legend. So you use, or I guess folklore. So right once, now. so signature weapon. If you spend one AP, you can use it to deal two extra damage. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll let you know because uh, I don't want you to have to waste it. Um, your basic attack will kill them. Yes, but it also has the other effect that all minions yes. are like. So you want to impress them? And impressed so you want to use it. that? Okay, cool, yep. perfect. So roll your attack. So you're gonna jump down, roll, and as you draw your signature weapon to kill one of them, let's see if you do it. Oh, oh. no, I don't! Oh, no. so, so close to an 18. So close it's to an 18. No. As you leap out, leap down, roll, and you run to grab one of them, one of them tosses crossbow aside and catches your hand, effectively corking mm. the weapon. Mm-hmm. And now there's this like tense spot where they grab grab your hand, and Joshua's edge cannot be unsheathed. At least one of them. Yeah. Um, Pema and uh, Fang, what are you gonna do? Well, Jade, what are, what would you like to do? You haven't done anything yet. Uh, I'm gonna scramble, scramble a bit backwards, and um, uh, I'm gonna. Um, swirl my hands in the air and um, create a thick fog that um, like rolls out for me rapidly. Nice. Um, Smoke and um, it blankets everything in fog and um, creatures cannot um, make ranged attacks. They can't, they can't see beyond their reach. Yeah, so um, fog surrounds all of you. Uh, Ning, you are within reach of someone. They are literally, they have their hand on you and you are grappling them while standing. And they're kind of eyeing you and they'd be like, soldiers from the capital. Well, I can't wait to wear your armor. And you could see that this person is wearing like really, really crappy looking emerald standard armor. And they see your sovereign banner armor and they want it. You could tell that they're actually treating the weapons and armor of people they kill as, as trophies. Um, yeah. Dong Fong, uh, fog surrounds you and you can't see anything. Likewise with Walid. Uh, what, will, what will you do? Uh, otherwise, I'm going to put the spotlight on Steve. I will cr- cr- crouch on the ground so I can... I I'm really hoping that the fog is the same as smoke, so that closer to the ground, it, it, <laughs> so, I can so see you... better. <laughs> so I'm gonna down. start crawling away from the fog. <laughs> I'm sure they have this covered. I'm gonna go and look for the the big bosses. So you start just crawling, <laughs> and the, yeah. you you have a general sense of the areas. You just begin crawling, and as you're yeah. crawling, um, you you see footsteps foot. Uh, feet walk all around you. I think somebody might actually like run over you, um, yeah, but trip. you've got this like exoskeleton, so it doesn't really harm you or anything. And yeah. As you keep crawling, and as you get to the edge of the fog, um, you see a pair of feet standing right where you are. I look up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> as you look up, you see this this woman. She wears. Uh, she stands like seven feet tall, has an incredibly muscular build. She's got a scar that runs along the side of her face. And she wears like um, emerald standard armor, but she's got one, I'd say it's like the helmet of somebody from the Sovereign Banner. But all of the Imperial insignias have been scratched out with a knife. 
in one hand she has a, a it's um it, it's a Jan Mao Dao. It's like a uh, a, a horse cleaving Dao. The Dao decide that that's anti cavalry. A giant two handed great. It's a Chinese greatsword, and she holds it in one hand, reaches down and picks you up by the scruff of your neck. Dogfog and like holds you up in the air, and in the and she kind of turns you in the moonlight like effortlessly, and is like, "Well, what do we have here? I think I'll wear your shell-like armor." Um, we're gonna go to Ning. Ning, you're you're like grappling with one of these soldiers. This soldier is fighting you. Um, they, I think they seem to understand that you're you've got some sort of alchemical weapon. Uh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm going to make a basic attack on this person. But as they kind of like have that yeah. vial stopped, uh, Ning, of course, has two swords. And it seems like this person has, has gotten cocky, yeah. kid. He, he uh, probably has so a I hand think... on your wrist and the other hand on top. And is like, huh, what are you going to do now? And I think uh, Ning lets this kind of bravado work against this person. And as they're pressing down on it, Ning lets that arm go completely limp and maybe just kind of knocks him off balance a little bit. he falls forward. And then Ning takes the other weapon here, uh, the twin blade, and makes that basic yeah. attack. 13. We're finally getting, getting some successes. successes. Yes, 13 is a hit. Um, so you're going to deal two damage. And as you kind of let your hand go, he loses his grip, uh, his grip on you as he falls forward, and you kind of spin in place. And as you turn, you whip around with your vial of living water. And as the water whips around like a whip, it, it, it solidifies just as you strike this person's back. And you strike them and he falls face first into the garden. And as you turn around with so much force and this water whips through the foggy air so fast that it actually disperses the fog in the area in one strike. Um, as this happens, you see Dongfeng being held in the air by... Well, who you now recognize, uh, Pema, as Lee the Mountain. Yeah. Uh, one one yeah. last thing. We talked about this, but whenever Josha's edge strikes and draws blood, the water itself takes on this yeah, reddish. Yeah, your blade, your, your crystal blade now looks red. One of them. Oh, that is a goal. One of them. And the soldiers, you can hear them. They begin fighting. Um, have you? Did you order them to apprehend any of these bandits, bandits or just kill them? Uh, this is a kill on okay, site so they kind just of begin this is spearing them. There's actually a really yeah, good this... scene in the longest day from uh, longest day in Chang'an, where they enter yeah, that yeah, building yeah. and they just start killing everyone. That's exactly what's happening here. Um, your soldiers run in with shields, very well trained. They pin them up against trees, impale them with their spears, um, and they begin taking them all down. Um, I I know exactly the scene because I got so much cognitive dissonance because it's filmed. Like, it's calculus. It's filmed like it's just normal. But then you have to deal with the fact that these are human lives being taken. And you just have these very trained soldiers that are just, like, doing what they are trained to do. And they're doing it very well. And you're supposed to be impressed. But you're also very sad about it. That's how they treat the people. That scene. Yeah. They just go in and kill everyone on sight. Um, I want to turn to Walid. Walid, you've just, uh, you've played dead. Um, uh, uh, Ning has killed a soldier. Dong Feng has killed a soldier and disappeared. Uh, and there are now two soldiers left. What is Walid going to do? Um, so they were, they've, they've finished loading their crossbows, and one of them actually loads a bolt in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Walid also took advantage of the the fog to crawl closer yeah. to the soldiers. So when the fog dissipates, if it's if it's cool, um, I'm just like at their feet, and we both kind of look at each other. Yeah, because um, he's loading and looking down at his crossbow. Exactly. And he's facing you. Yeah. And what what do you do? I'm gonna see if I can uh, swing my dow and just cut both of them off at off at the like ankles. At the ankles? Oh, no. oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a roll. All right. Let's see. Nine. That's a tough choice. Yep. Okay. So you wanted to hit both of them. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that you're going to swing it with such force that you might let go of your Dao. Oof, okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, or maybe, it, like, it kind of gets stuck in the second ankle. Ugh, grizzly. But, you know, like... Uh, it, oh, the guide it, gives you a choice between two setbacks. It's, oh, sorry, okay. It's two so setbacks, yeah. the first one is going to be you're going to swing, and you're going to cleave through both of them and land two what will be mortal blows. Okay. Cut, you've cut off their, their feet. Right. Um, they will die. Uh, one is that you lose your sword. The other is that somebody's gonna he's gonna shoot you. Oh no! Point blank. Oof. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll take it if, if that's what's happening. Okay. So you're gonna. Wow. Walid. He he kind of look at you. I feel like Walid would be smirking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like gotcha. <laughs> Here I you am. Swing, <laughs> you swing your dao with such force, and the the fog has actually left left your hands a little slippery. Yep. You swing your dao and it flies through the air almost like a like a boomerang um you chop both of these guys down they scream the crossbow bolt goes off right next to your head <gasps> they scream lying on the ground ah my feet my feet i don't know if uh if Pema ning finished them off but these two are screaming yeah, and over. as and we'll leave like cinematically as your blade as you let go of your blade, it cuts to an angle in the distance where the blade is flying towards something, and then a foot comes down and steps on the blade. Ooh. They are stopping it in place. Uh-oh. 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 Uh, a very slender-looking man wearing white robes uh, is standing there before you. He kind of chuckles. He goes, <laughs> somebody's overcompensating with this Tao. And you see that he's cu- <laughs> that he's got like all these straps. He's like... He's got leather armor on uh, with, like, over top of flowing white robes. And Atasha's leather armor are maybe dozens of blades. Each blade bears uh, the same shape as a feather. Nice. Uh, what a cool guy. What a cool guy. He's like, <laughs> he, think, he, think, he thinks he's cool. I um, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, and he kind of looks, draws out two feathers, and effortlessly flicks them at you. At me, Walid. Uh, at you, Walid. Yes. Um, uh, I'm gonna. It's only gonna be one attack. Okay. Um, but if anybody wants to intervene, they can before I roll. Uh, can I do iron I skin again? Because yeah, you could you you could pop iron skin right now. You you've you've lost your sword. It makes sense. Yeah. So I think I go ahead and spend another a action point AP, and then I will negate up to three points of damage. Um, I think if I spot this, I want to um, try to get at uh, the spare, sparrow. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you could. Um, so um, you want to attack him as he's attacking Walid? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I want to pull out, uh, I have like a, a tanbo that I usually use just for um, uh, defense. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's kind of like a, a 
short stuff, a quarter stuff. Yep. Um, and I point it um, at him, uh, and I cast Magic Strike. So uh, from the end of the tambo, um, I'm imagining it like a firework, like a missile just shoots out. That missile um, just shoots out? Yeah, so, to his face. So I think he's actually making two attacks at you, lead because he threw two of them, and he's a boss. So sure. bosses have multiple attacks. So 15 mm. hits, and a six is uh, a tough choice. So I'm going to say this opens him up for an attack from Pema. Uh, cool. So I will not be, use, be able to use his other abilities to negate Pema's attack. So one of the feathers actually strikes you, but it bounces off your skin. It actually hits you in the throat. But you've been using your iron skin ability, and whoosh, the two damage that you would have taken um, is negated by that. Um, and make sure you're tracking your adventure points. I am. Uh, Pema, you're going to use your magic strike, and the opening that you receive will allow you to do this. Um, uh, I'm going to take two damage, um, but you're ha- going to have to roll your dice mm-hmm. to attack. <gasps> so you fire yeah. a magic, you fire um, a magic strike, and what does this magic strike look at? Like you, you're casting it from a staff, but what does the the, mm. the projectile itself look like? It looks like a firework. Looks like a, <gasps> this firework shoots out and. The uh, so flying swallow actually dodges to the side. The firework shoots by him and enters the building where the relics were stored. Oh shit! Whoosh, this mass, this massive explosion goes off. Um, you can see like pieces of paper falling to the ground. Oh shit! Um, the soldiers, the Emerald Sanders soldiers, are are like engaging in brutal combat and are slowly cleaning everyone up. Um, Feathers um, flag swallow begins to just start throwing knives into the ranks of your uh, soldiers, Steve, and begins slowly taking them out. Uh, Dongfeng, you're being held up by Lee the Mount, just kind of looks to you. And she, do, are you going to do anything? Because she's going to just toss you to the ground. Uh, yes. I do have a question about how long we're going to be recording for. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, not too much longer. Not too much longer. Okay. We've gone longer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I. At this desperate moment, I'm like, ah, and I, I don't know. Was it my left hand or my right hand that had? Uh, uh, I think it was your right hand. You're gonna use your ability. Yes. Uh, so, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna use that really powerful ability that you have. Um, yes. The uh, gift of the vermilion bird. Yes. Cool. Um, Are you gonna ignite remember. your fist or your weapon? I I think my weapon because I'm still holding my yeah. Gwendal in my right hand, so I I just gonna yeah ignite it uh, and po- it, poke the entire the entire area around the temple is completely lit up by this burning Gwendal that you have. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna strike. So you can do yes. two things. You can either attack and it will deal four damage instead of two, or mm-hmm. you can discharge the entire thing. For an automatic hit that deals five damage, I will do the latter. Okay. So, so what? It, can I describe what it looks yeah, like? Yeah. What does it look like? That's what, yeah. That's so I'm being ask. held up uh, by the scruff of my neck, I guess. Yeah. And like by I, the front. It's just like oh, by the you front. Up. Yeah. You're like yeah, and I, 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 I almost like sw- swing the Gwendo back in a way as I'm like charging up, and then all of the the 
the burns along my uh, yep. along my exoskeleton they all glow because they were they were usually they would usually just look like burn marks but mm-hmm. then they suddenly glow with this fiery light and then they charge down all the way down my arm until they reach the guandao and then the guandao just like erupts in flames oh cool That's so cool and then so you're going to discharge all of this fire on this person Yes, and then I swing around, and I'm sure that she, I think the way that she responded is she would duck away from the swing. Yeah, yeah. But then the fire hits her. She ducks from the swing, and while she has dodged the blade, the the literal flames that you are drawing with this fire strike her, and it hits her so hard that she actually flies into the flower temple. So she gets knocked with such force that she flies through the makeshift doors into the temple and you kind of fall to the ground. She lets go of you. You fall to the ground. You stand up and your Guanao uh, is extinguished. You've done five damage to Lee the Mountain. Um, who wants to go next? Um, because uh, Flying Swallow is still throwing knives at your soldiers. You see one of the soldiers yeah. actually um, who, ha- who is about to actually strike down one of the bandits takes two feather knives to the base of his uh, base of his uh, skull Oof. falls over dead so d- describe to me this fog is the fog the fog is now, now like fading away now you've you, you immediately dissipated it from the area that you're in uh, and it's now fading away as Pema has just shot off this magical strike so I think one of those feathers kind of like pierces its soldier maybe as the second feather is wound up to throw mm-hmm. Ning will use death hand one last time, maybe on on and uh, feather swallow on uh, flying swallow, feather flying yeah. swallow, and maybe her shadow like reaches out and grabs that wrist of that shadow, like her shadow snakes uh-huh. over and grabs that, and maybe that's enough space for their shadows to actually clash here. Okay, um, so you are um, she's about to throw another uh, he's about to throw another knife at one of your soldiers, and he kind of stops, kind of looks, is like what and you see down on the ground your shadow's actually caught uh, flag swallows wrists shadow midair and attempts to rip off his shadow's hand but this is a boss and he, oh. re- he recoils and you see that there's this black hand mark Almost like a shadowy bruise on his wrist. He kind of looks down. Uh, he's taken six damage, and you've you've um, taken away one of his attacks. Nice. Um, um, so I, I also wanted to describe yeah. that because Death Hand is a very special mm. ability in, in Quest because I, I can't use it again for another turn. So yeah. Ning Ning is not great. How do you recharge? This? this is something that yeah, it's got to recharge. So I think Ning. After like that hand rips away, I think there's a there's a moment where Ning kind of like drops to maybe a knee here, and there's like a a moment of like slow motion, almost like a muffled sound as Ning's shadow is dissonant with her own being, and that kind of disharmony is causing her to like kind of sway and not be able to use her shadow in such a. a and maybe your way. shadow has to return to you. So the farther yeah, the target, yeah, yeah. the longer it takes you to to kind of recharge. Narratively, totally, yeah. Uh, Walid, uh, Amar, you had your hand up. Are you going to do something? Yes, I would like to do two things. One of them is I would like to use Size Up. Uh, oh, nice. Which is I'm hoping to get some useful insight into their capabilities, strengths, vulnerabilities, and or resistances. 
and the other thing I would like to do is I would like to grab uh, the so there's like two crossbows even yeah. three in front of me I'm gonna load all of them up <laughs> and I'm gonna go full John Woo wait <laughs> <laughs> So we'll lead, we'll lead, you, you stand up, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you have two crossbows in your hand, um, and just like a Jabu movie, you just, <laughs> there's no reloading. Doves fly There's doves out. behind you. <laughs> Always with the doves. And I feel uh. like Waleed is also, because they're crossbows, they don't make like loud noises, so I feel like Waleed is like, the sound of like like in Star Wars when they were filming Star Wars, they kept all the people, all the actors kept going because they couldn't help it. Um, I wouldn't be able to. I, yeah, right. And so, Willie, yeah. you're gonna are you gonna so first size up? You know that um, Flying Swallow has um, one of his attacks. Is, he's been wounded so badly that he cannot use his right hand to attack. Um, based on. Flying Swallow's build, you know that he relies on agility. Okay. He's also running out of knives. So um, he, he, he might have to change how he approaches you folks in combat, uh, but right now you might be able to charge him down and just fire two crossbow bolts at him. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that, and I guess, is there aiming in this system uh, or anything like that? Um, uh, you could just tell me, and if you hit, you hit that spot. I, I guess I like. I mean, he's been taking knives off, which you mentioned. Yeah. You seemed to suggest was also his armor uh, yeah. to throw them. So it's like maybe there's holes somewhere, you know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to charge forward and try to aim for those spots. That's right. That's what what he just going to do. <laughs> Sweet. So roll uh, two attacks. Bam. Let's see what you get. A five <gasps> is a failure. Ding. And a four is a failure. Uh, Waleed has lost everyone. So, Waleed, you, you pick up these crossbows Hard and you're just like, huh, and you run, you begin to dash forward, and maybe you, you do one of those John Woo leaps through the air, and, <laughs> and you fire two bolts, and cinematically they fly in slow motion towards um, Flying Swallow. And Flying Swallow literally, they were about to hit like two openings in the armor, and he literally does a spinning wheel kick and kicks both of the crossbow bolts away. Ooh, nice. What a cool guy. His, <laughs> what a cool, what a cool guy. guy. His eyes, he is now set on you. Yeah, I'm not even mad uh, anymore. That was so cool. He actually, <laughs> yeah, no one can be he mad reaches out for one of his feather knives. Gosh. And he kind of like holds it up to his head, oh, speaks some magical words, and he <gasps> rubs it across his whole body. And what it does is it actually collects every single remaining knife and forms a metallic, almost like fan or wing in his one hand. And he begins, char- he kind of, you know, like anime runs, he kind of goes, and char- charges towards you, Walid, and oh is going gosh. to attack you. All right. Ah! A four, and it just covered egg in his face in the overlay. He charges at you and swings with this bladed wing. And, Walid, you manage to, as you... We're diving to the ground. You tuck and you roll just through the way as he cleaves an opening into the ground. <sighs> Oof. Uh, I want to go back to Pema. Pema, you see this happening. You see that Walid is engaged in combat with um, Flying Swallow. And as you turn, you see Dongfang has just unleashed this magical fire attack. Um, as Dongfang stands in front of this temple, 
Lee the Mountain emerges. She smashes the doors open, has this massive sword, and has this, like, her armor is burnt, her face is burnt, her hair is actually singed. She walks out with this blade. Um, what are you, Pema, going to do? And then what are you going to do, Ning? I want to get out of um, the uh, line of sight uh, from the um, that, that room with all the documents. Um, yes. So I so don't uh, fuck that up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I don't know. I think I'm a bit hesitant right now to... Um, uh, to cause any more destruction. Um, I think, um, uh, what's the rest of the battleground looking like? Um, it looks as though the rest of the soldiers are dealing with the bandits. Okay. Uh, Walid uh, was able to draw, Walid and Ning were able to draw the attention away from the bandit, uh, away from the Emerald Standard soldiers, so they were able to complete their task. Mm. Um, okay. Oh, I think I'm just, I'm going to, Hold. I think I'm gonna hold right now. Okay, you're wait. Um, so, so Ning, yeah. what are you gonna do? You you had previously um, attacked uh, the the throwing hand of yeah uh, flying swallow. So, what are you gonna do now? So, as flying swallow kind of like makes that gash in the earth and whatnot, I'm gonna activate one of my other abilities called sneak attack. Um, so, I'm actually going to to spend one AP and make an instant basic attack against yep. them. But before doing that. I, I know Walid is there, kind of like in a bad situation with no no yeah. Dao to protect himself. And I, I love this. But I think Ning's going to take the left-handed vial. Sorry, the right-handed vial because she's yeah. right-handed. And actually throw half of Joshua's edge to Walid. Oh, oh, shit. So you're going to toss it to so Walid? Like the, so the blade kind of like extends back, or sorry, descends back into yeah. the vial and a glass vial is thrown. <gasps> oh, gosh. Walid, you're standing. You're lying there, tossed across both aside, and this, like, vial, like, it comes, like, flying through the air at you. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, are you going to catch it? Oh, no. I let it fall. No, of course I'm going to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we let it smash. I don't know. Like, Walid, I don't know Walid is like, Walid doesn't know this is happening. He's like, it hits Walid on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so you I, catch I, I think, it. I think Ning actually calls oh, out okay. Walid's name. I think like okay, there powerful. you go. Like you, you're like there's that connection nice. there. Uh, so yeah. so then can I do like a badass flip through the air to grab it too? Because I'm John Woo now. You, you do like a you do like a kip up and you you do like an unnecessary backflip and you catch it midair. Yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so what? I will. That means uh, Ning and Walid both get an attack on Flying Swallow. Uh, All right. I'm gonna use my my sneak yep. attack here. So I use the one AP. So with Oof. just one Joshua's edge, half of it, it is not. So you try to sneak attack, and uh, as you swing this crystalline ice blade down on uh, Flying Swallow, he blocks it with the <sighs> the bladed sort of wing, as if it were a shield. Uh, Willie, do you have an attack? <sighs> All right, let's see if I get any successes this session. Oh <laughs> no! You you nice. kind of you grab you grab the vial and you. You go to swing it, and the cork is still on. Damn! Why you don't go to a bar before we go after? <laughs> so you gotta I know, swing right? this. You're swinging this vine, and you're like, "Why isn't it working?" Oh, and then gosh. you realize there's a cork, and you pull the cork off, and it goes, whoosh, and it extends into a dow. Cool. Um, oh, it's a different weapon, y'all. Dong Feng, <laughs> the Lee the Mountain kind of steps out of the, um, 
steps out of the the temple, badly burnt, and is ready to like fight you. Grabs her uh, giant Dao with two hands, puts it to her side, and begins running at you as if winding up for a massive attack. What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> what would I like to do? I would like to run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the good the fuck out. It's not my battle. <laughs> um I guess I will <sighs> Yeah, real realistically, what Dongfeng would do is try to get out of range because because that that will So you're going to try to wait for the moment when Lee strikes and you're going to try to like roll out of the way. I will attempt that, I suppose. Okay, give it a roll. Yikes. Let's see what you get. Oh, oh you rolled sorry. 2d20s. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's my mouse. It double clicks sometimes. Okay, yeah, out. just c- cancel oh. it and just roll again. Oh, oh okay. 20. Oh, 20. So he swings her blade, and you literally, Dofeng, you actually backflip out of the way. Yes, of course I do. Shrimp backflip. Shrimp back, you, maybe you like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, Dofeng, you're able to dodge out of the way. and so I would like to dodge out of the way and then huh, land really cool with my Gwendo. Okay, cool. You like you yeah, land yeah. super cool looking, and yeah. um, since you got a crit, I'll say or a triumph in this game, I'll mm-hmm. say that uh, Lee the Mountain has swung her blade so hard that she's left herself completely vulnerable. Yes, uh, opening so herself it. up to somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna um, release my action, I suppose. I release uh, when, my action <laughs> when I um, see her um, uh, running at Dongfeng. Um, and I'm going to um, uh, just drop um, my tambo and just uh, raise my arms, and I'm going to cast Fireball. Um, <gasps> it, so um, Dolphog is out of the way. You're going to cast Fireball, and you're going to shoot it. So this, is, this might be the first time that Pema actually uses this kind of magic. Like magic to oh harm God. people. Kamehameha! <laughs> Basically, um, you roll that d twenty. Let's see. Um, oh, a right. six is it a hit? Oh, oh finally! What <laughs> is so close call? Because yeah. now uh, the explode. You have to choose one. The explosion hits you and up to four creatures near impact, or the fireball <gasps> fizzles into a cloud of smoke. Oh, um, uh, good impact. <laughs> oh, so, <yes>! you, <laughs> you, uncontrollable magic, and you shoot this fireball, and it strikes. It's going to hit, um, it's going to hit Lee the Mountain. But you've never really used this ability before, Ooh. and it's almost like you've taken your magical, your burn ability that you used. Except this time, you shoot a fireball forward, and as this fireball flies through the air, it begins to spin. And as it spins, uh, these basically, like, huge arms of flame begin 
cursing around the area, burning buildings and trees. And it strikes Lee, incinerating Lee the mountain. And there's this massive explosion. I'm going to say that Ning will lead yourself, Pema, will need to make, and Agatha and Dongfeng, will all need to make um, a roll to try to dodge. Right. Explode. All right, I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, you could all just roll because we have different colored dice. Right. True. Waleed gets a six, a tough choice. Oof. Uh, Agatha. Uh, no. Oh, so Jade gets a 16. Steve gets a 17. And Dongfeng is going to get a two. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so this fireball oh, goes off. It. it engulfs the entire temple complex. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You, seeing this, you dive out of the way. Um, I'm gonna say you, maybe you take cover behind uh, the. How do you take cover? Actually, I'll ask you that. Same thing with uh, same thing with you, Jade. How do you and Ning uh, take cover? I I think I'm gonna take cover behind Dongfang or something. Yeah, you're gonna take cover behind <laughs> yeah. Dongfang. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know so you shoot this for <laughs> um, Ning. What are you gonna do? Uh. I think Ning's gonna leap into the air. Oh, oh, hmm. So it's it, it's coming out. I'm I'm picturing like a shock wave. Yeah, it's, it's a shock like wave of fire. Low yeah. down. I think I think Ning sees it coming and just kneels down and then pounces up into the air. Sweet, I like that. You kind of leap up. Sweet, yep. I love that. Uh, you also have uh, on a. Do you have that ability, the spy ability that lets you? Uh, the the hook ability. I do have the hook ability. You don't have to use it. It's no. It, the it gently glides. Oh, never up, mind. But we're past so you being just like gentle. leap up into the air. Maybe you grab onto a tree or um, anything, and this torrent of flame rises through. So, Amar, I'm gonna give you a uh, two setbacks. Okay. How much health do you have, Amar? I think I've got seven left. Seven. Seven health? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take six damage um, if you don't make one of these choices. Okay. Um, One of them, uh, since you did succeed, you will instinctively smash one of Joshua's edges to the ground, forming a shield around you, a water shield. (sighs) Um, The second choice uh, is that you are... um, Let's see. I'm going to take a look at your your, your character sheet. Um, oh, I know. Uh, second choice is that a uh, you know that Qatar that you mm-hmm. that you so value. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be damaged. Okay. By the fire. I, I mean, I assume it's too late for me to do spend three AP for my iron skin. You could do that too. You could do that okay. too. Yeah. In that case, actually, I'm just gonna <gasps> just, just do that. I know it's a bit of a cop out, but I'm just no. Gonna... That's not a cop out at all. Like you see the fire going towards you. How do you? How do you? What do, what do you do? Do you like take like a stand? Um, um I think I actually start to do. Uh, I actually kind of. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know what to do. Uh, I I sort of spin and jump into the air. So when the explosion hits. 
I like I don't have contact with the ground. I just get like thrown back and I'm spinning sort of even faster. But um, since I didn't take any damage and hopefully this can be kind of graceful, like by the, uh, I just kind of end up being blown back by the explosion. And then because I was still spinning and spun faster because of it, like I come back around and kind of do a big leg sweep circle as I come to a slower, as I slow down. Cool. Okay, I've got something neat. So what if, kind of, I'll kind of meet you there. What if Walid actually seeing how um, Flying Swallow had kicked the crossbow bolts out of the way, tries the same <gasps> spin kick. <laughs> and you put all of your, cool. you do the same totally. spin kick and you actually, you kick the flames as they come to you. You take no damage. And the, fl- the force of the flames actually forces you to keep spinning until you come to a stop when you extend your back, uh, your back leg against one of the buildings, stealing yourself against the blow. The building actually crumbles under the blow of your kick as you actually kick to counter the force of you moving, being pushed back. Brilliant. Um, so yeah. fucking dope. I'm going to... So fucking dope. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that yes and, Daniel. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that was for Flying Swallow. <laughs> Flying Swallow um, is holds out the feather, but he had expended so many of his knives that his shield is not big enough. And he is completely incinerated by the Ooh. fire. And oh. all that's left are, the, are all of these, like, feather knives that slowly flutter to the ground. The soldiers kind of see this, and they all put their shields together. The remaining soldiers put their shields together to kind of block the fire from them. And while it blocks the fire, it actually throws all of them back. And there's this huge blast wave, and everybody kind of gets knocked down. Ning, as you kind of land onto the ground after the fire, you see Dong Fong. Don't worry, Agatha. You see Dong Fong standing there. Dead. <laughs> Dead. I killed Dongfang. No. Um, Pema, you, you're kind of like, you use Dongfang to shield yourself. And as you look up, Dongfang's just kind of standing there. Dongfang, you're, um, uh, I guess you're like, any like flammable stuff you're wearing is burnt off your body. And you look down and your Guandao is ablaze. Your arm glowing with fire. The golden chrysanthemum, the four, one of the four nobles that you absorbed, has rendered you immune to flame. Whoa! What? Oh, good. Wow! And I think, wow. We'll, I, think awesome. we'll, I think we'll end there. I think we'll end there. Because I know Agatha can't record for much longer. We're going to end there. Wild. I feel this. I feel this now, Steve. Sorry. Uh, yeah, hold your, y'all hold your brain. Y'all hold your brain. <laughs> That's a sh- we should make that a shirt. Um, so or a sticker on Discord and Twitch. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so uh, we'll end there. You've just destroyed this this temple complex. Yikes! Um, Damn. Well, can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. We broke a lot of eggs. Bro- broke a ton of eggs. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we said we wanted to see magic. Boy, you got magic. You got magic. There you go. You got magic. I learned a lot from our Wuxia podcast episode. I tried to like make this more Wuxia. Awesome. And Xinxia. Um so uh at the end of every session what we do is we talk about our stars and wishes. 
So we'll start with stars. Um, and I'm, we're actually going to go in order of the overlay. So we're going to go Jade, Agatha, Amar, Steve, and myself. Let's start with Jade. Jade, what was, what was your star? Whatever you liked. Whatever I liked. Um, I um, love Steve. I love Steve so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is my oh, Steve. <laughs> Wait, I'll do Steve. <laughs> hold, oh, your hold your brain! Oh my gosh! Is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my brain. I'm holding my mouth because, like, that's where all my emotions <laughs> are. That was so cute. This is my first time playing with Steve, and um, it did not disappoint. <laughs> um, even just um, uh, that moment, that um, first interaction that we had, and how um, um, earnestly you responded to. Um, uh, to how earnestly you responded, um, I really, I really bought into it, um, and I'm just super excited to um, uh, be fueled by more moments like that. Um, yeah. All right, so Agatha. Cute. Agatha, what is your star? My star goes to Jade. I, I like how quickly you slotted into. The role playing and into your role and the way that you were immediately responding um not just responding but also taking initiative in the things that Pema was doing so like running to different places and then being like i'm here to help this is my like you i don't know how much time you spent on figuring out like Pema's motivations and stuff but i felt like she was very strong as a character from the get-go and and i I appreciated that. I feel like you were already driving a lot of narrative action as soon as you joined, which which is nice. So that's my star. Thank you. Okay, Amar, what is yours? Uh, well, my star, uh, not to cop out again, but uh, my star goes to all of you for handling a fairly heavy scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I, I mean it this time, which is to say, you know, Walid was having a PTSD flashback and dissociating quite a bit there. And so it's really cool the way you handled that sensitively, both out of the game, uh, like both as players and then also as your characters. Um, so thank you very much. That was really solid. Steve. I have I have so many stars. You get that I two. Give, you get two. I know the you rules. Like only, yeah. I get two. Okay. For, so first goes to Jade because... Uh, Ning, I, I was being honest, but also I was kind of afraid because like Ning was being a real bitch to you, to your character. And I was like, oh my God, am I being really mean to our new player? And like, I was really worried, but I feel like we kind of knew we wanted like narrative tension and we just kind of like let it happen because now we're in this like dope ass scene where I think a lot of growth can happen. And I'm so excited for next session. Holy crap. <laughs> and the second star actually... Daniel, I'm going to give you that star because this this particular combat here was maybe the most evocative, the most like uh, visceral we've ever had combat. I don't know what changed. I don't know if anything did change, but I just felt like there was a lot more going on, and like I I, I was really really in this the moments, and I, I I can't explain it. It was it was truly like magical for me. Thank you, Steve. My my star goes to Jade. I know we're all giving Jade stars, but I want to give Jade a star because in our Zoom chat, I just privately messaged Jade and was like, Fireball will kill Lee in one shot. Um, and then I said, I don't think Agatha can record much longer because Agatha, you had asked um, how long we're going to do this for. Um, so I was like, 
uh, hey, Jake, can you do that? And then you work that into the narrative because you had held off your character. You're like, I'm just going to do this thing. And it felt so natural, the way everything kind of works. Yeah. Um, wow. Peek behind the curtains. Peek behind the curtains. Um, my second star goes to uh, Amar um, because I really like how, like, when you had gotten that catastrophe and you're hanging from the tree and you just kind of adapt and you're like, okay, let's just do this. Let's put Walid in another silly situation. And I love that. I love that so much. I, you know, doing that kind of combat would not work with D&D. Would not work yeah. with D&D. Um, I, I would never think about disarming myself if I'm a two-weapon fighter by giving a blade to someone else. Like, that'd be ridiculous. It's, like, mm-hmm. so bad <laughs> mechanically. But here, because I think Amar... I get to give a third star now. Amar, I think the moments between Lening and Walid really speak to me. I love their kind of like machismo moments because their machismo comes, their their, their toxicity comes in two different flavors here. Um, Walid's from like this kind of Robin Hood section, this kind of like thing. And, and Ning's coming from like a very high sense of duty and family. And they intersect in so many unexpected ways. And I love that you and I get to play around mm, that intersection. Too. Yeah. Fantastic. And notice how, like, a character who uses chi doesn't have to be mystical. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, yeah, folks, if you if you want to try out Quest, you can head to adventure.game and use code REPRESENT for 10% off your entire order, be it, like, uh, those the cards... Uh, the PDF or even a hardcover copy. Quest is a fantastic game. Um, even if they weren't a sponsor of the podcast, I would still love it, um, and probably still be using it because I loved how we, you know, we had a fireball, we had swords, we had John Woo moments, we had like Agatha just be like fire attack, swinging a guandao, and like I thought that was I thought that was awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you Quest uh, for sponsoring us, and thank you Roll Twenty for making this all possible. Um, okay, so we now we have our wishes. So we've done our stars. It's time for wishes. Jade, what do you want in the next session? Um, can you remind me? Um, is this this is just for anything? Like um, anything? For it could myself be like or for it could be for your character. It could be for another character. It's like oh, Amar, I'd like to see you try this. Or it's like hey, Daniel, I want to discover this theme. Or like. I want, for example, like I want to, I want us to lead into the fact that Pema just destroyed this entire temple complex. Yeah. So it's like it's whatever you want, mm. or it's like I, I would like to not have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, uh, I think um, I've lived in this village my whole life. Um, and I uh, make friends with the people that come through for the hot springs, etc. And I like hearing their stories. And um, I think I'm, um, uh, I think uh, this encounter has introduced me to just something I haven't experienced before. And I want to um, know more. I want to get to know um, these people more. So, okay. Um, Get mm. to know the other party members. Perfect. Um, Agatha, what is yours? I, my wish is multifold, which is that I do want 
Dongfeng at some point to first of all, I, I would love for a conversation with between Dongfeng and Peima. I was hoping for that this session, but it didn't quite happen. There was a lot of build up to the battle, which I understand. Yeah. Um, and I also would like for Dongfeng to have a conversation with Walid. Uh, that was also one thing that I was hoping could happen, but we again didn't have time for it. And then, um, and then the the, the conversation with Bows, because uh, okay, we've been meaning to talk for yes, a long time. Yes, we, we we should talk. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, Amar, what is your wish? Uh, it, it, they stole mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which is to say, I um, in a number of games I've been in, when you introduce a new character, a new player to the group, uh, it can sometimes be a bit like odd how they get integrated into the group. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was actually so seamless, it's basically a non-event, but I kind of want to call that out. Which is to say, the way that Jade's character came in and helped Walid and sort of get through this built a lot of trust with the party. So that removes one kind of issue that often happens with these things. And the other thing is, has now shown... Um, herself to be a powerful a- a potential asset so it like makes a lot of sense for why we might ask her to come join the party um but specifically i would like to see that process of integrating into the party a bit more so definitely want to have an actual conversation between uh walid uh, and pema and definitely definitely want to see more uh dongfeng and pema conversations as well just to kind of you know feel it out and sweet just so we got a role the... play episode next time solid okay uh steve I'm going to echo the roleplay one, but I'm going to be a slightly more direct here. I felt that the interactions of Wusan and Han actually um, were a little overbearing for this. I feel like we could have actually kind of had the conversation between us mm-hmm. as the players rather than have Han and Wusan kind of like come in and kind of like guide us. Um, I felt a tiny bit yeah. stifled. And that because I could because obviously Daniel, I really want you to. It's tell your our story. story. So when Han says something, when mm-hmm. Han says something, I really want to like pause everything and just like listen to it. Um, but that takes away, in sure. my opinion, a little bit of the time it takes for other conversations between our mm-hmm. different characters. So next session, my wish is uh, Han and Wusan to take maybe more of a mm-hmm. back seat uh, while we have these moments that we really really crave. Done. Uh, Ooh, do we okay. get to go back to the hot springs? Can we have a proper hot spring episode? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to think. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to say that oh, everything that was said was really good, too. I don't... Food. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> food. Nice. Perfect. That's, that's, nope. that's what I would say. I want food. Um, I'm hungry. Yeah. I know it's late for you as well, Jade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to thank all of you for for um, just like playing the way you play because I, I really enjoy this game. I really enjoy you know, what we all get to do together. Um, yeah, no, seriously, thank you so much for having me on. If, uh, if, you, if you listeners are, um, if you're listening to this, if you are watching this on YouTube um, and you have any questions, you can always get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at AZNSRepresent. If you are a member of our Discord server, right now, as of recording, we are not taking in new members. But if you are already a member of the Discord server and you have questions, please uh, throw them in our podcast discussion uh, channel. Uh, and we're more than happy to, to answer there. If you have any sponsorship inquiries or just private private questions, you could always send us an email at aznsrepresent at oneshotpodcast.com. 
Um, so we're going to try to do the sign-off. Okay, so it's going to be, I'm yes. going to go me, Agatha, Jade, Amar, and then Steve. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm Daniel. I'm Agatha. No, it's, it's I'm me. Is Oh, shit. <laughs> That's fine. What? I'm Daniel. It's supposed to be, it's me, Jade, Agatha, Amar, oh, Steve. Sorry, oh, it is? The same oh, okay, order sorry. that we were doing Stars and Wishes. Right. Oh, got right. it. Copy. It's okay. I'm Daniel. I'm Jade. I'm Agatha. I'm Amar. Uh, I'm Steve. And you've just listened to Asians. Oh, God, that's, that's rough. We'll fix it in post. <laughs>